0: Welcome to An Architecture, episode 21, Agenda 21. A quick audio note, I've got a new recording set up, and when we recorded the intro to this episode, it turns out that my main mic wasn't recording, and the audio that got picked up was on the built-in mic in my PC, which is halfway across the room from me. So my audio quality is not so great but that's only for the intro portion. So once the main episode starts, the audio is much better. And the nice thing is that our official policy up till now has been that any and all audio problems are the listener's fault because really you're just not listening hard enough. However, as you'll hear in this episode, we now have a new scapegoat for audio problems and really any other problems with the podcast. And this is none other than Dark Tom Woods. Who or what is Dark Tom Woods? Tune in to find out. This episode is a little different than some of the other ones you've probably heard from us. We were invited on to the Friends Against Government podcast, which is a comedy podcast by Carr Campit and Archist, who are libertarians and caps. I think Carr might be like an agorist or something. I don't know. I I can't keep track of all the uh, the different intersectional identities in libertarian politics these days. (laughs) (laughs) So they've had their podcast for about a year. Carr was actually one of our first... Followers on Twitter he used to uh, post our stuff way back when we first got started. So he's OG with the anarch- he, He's the one. He, he made <laughs> us. He, he made us what we are. That's right. We got the car camp in bump. <laughs> I actually discovered them a little while ago um, when I started listening to the Rollin's Flappy show, and I noticed that they had had Car Campit on as a guest. I, I kind of recognized his Twitter handle. So I know that guy. (laughs) He's one of our guys. So I found out from that that they had had started this other podcast. And so I've been listening to it pretty much since almost since they started. And it's one of my must-listen podcasts every week because they're just hilarious. And you'll see in this episode that the way these guys get each other going, it's just, it's just a riot. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. They're, they're serious thinkers. You know, these guys are not dumb. Yeah. They know this stuff, but they're very good at kind of playing dumb <laughs> 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 and just just acting like idiots and, uh, and having a good time with it. Um, and so, yeah. So I, I think they like to emphasize that it's not a libertarian podcast per se, but it's a, it's a comedy podcast, you know, by a couple of libertarians. And so, you know, they do end up talking quite a bit about stuff that the libertarians talk about, but, you know, they've got, they've got some pretty funny takes on everything. Um, yeah, there's, there's some, some ongoing kind of inside jokes that you might pick up on in here. One is that they, they have an affinity for cryptids, which are, you know, like Bigfoot and, and, um, I don't know, the, the road toad and all these sort of well-known crypto and what do they call Crypto animalology. Crypto, oh, <laughs> crypto- it. Is that- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and in, and in this episode, and actually I think the episode just before they created a uh, a new cryptid, which is known as Dark Tom Woods, which, is, <laughs> which you'll, you'll hear the explanation for that in the episode. Of course, Tom Woods is a popular libertarian podcaster. He had us on his episode number 802, which you can hear on our feed as episode number eight. Yeah, and we actually talked a little bit in the episode about, about how that all came about. And then, of course, it devolves into pure chaos. There's another running joke in the show. So so Carr is actually a civil engineer. And when they've had discussions with Rollo from the Rollo and Sloppy show, Roller is a mechanical engineer. And uh, there's been this sort of running joke that a civil engineer isn't a real engineer. And so you'll, you'll hear a few takes on that as well in this thing. So of course, I, I pile on on that one as well as, as a mechanical engineer myself. So these guys have a sort of episode format that they've done in the past called the Conspiracy Court, where someone comes on to basically promote a con- or defend a conspiracy. They've done They've done some on Adrenochrome, which if you don't know what that is, got to <laughs> listen to that episode. Uh, they've done some on various cryptids like you know, Bigfoot and whatever else, and Roto. They've done some on gang stalking. Did you, see, did you hear that one?
1: No, I didn't. Uh,
0: that's, that's some other weird thing. And, you know, of course, and some other various, you know, CIA conspiracies and whatever. So when they invited us on, I had the idea to do a... They haven't done anything about, like, Agenda 21. So when they invited us on, I had the idea to do an Agenda 21 conspiracy court, because that kind of really is right up our alley in terms of the things we talk about. And it's also, of course, a, a juicy conspiracy for them to sink their teeth into. So in this episode, bear in mind that we are kind of pushing this case for the Agenda 21 conspiracy, more so than than a sober kind of assessment of what Agenda 21 actually is and what it's all about. We're planning to release a separate episode on our own feed where it's just the two of us taking a a bit of a closer look at Agenda 21 and and going over some of these themes with a bit more of a sober approach to it. (laughs) So in the course of these discussions, I listened to one of the recent episodes where they had announced that they were looking for a new theme song and of course, since Tim and I do all our own music for the podcast, in fact, it's mostly me that does all the music for the podcast, I figured that I might be able to help the guys out. And so what happened was the next morning, I woke up at 4 a.m. and had a sort of a flash of inspiration that uh, that they needed to have basically like an, a spoof on kind of 80s sitcom theme songs. And within you know, a half hour of laying in bed, I think I had a couple of verses already worked out and, and the chorus popped into my head, which is based on sort of a... A mashup of maybe the theme from Cheers and the theme from Full House. And I, 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 <laughs> I don't even know what the theme from Full House is.
2: <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> bow, bow, bow.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Everywhere you look, do, 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 <laughs> right. there's a place, there's a place. You need the <laughs> well, you really <laughs> listened to this, didn't you? Oh, right. right. I did some research. Yeah. I wish you put that much effort into our podcast we'd actually get an episode out now and then. Uh, that's, that's not the problem yeah yeah and speaking of that so it, like, as we say in, in the podcast it actually took us about a month to sort out all, all the logistics for this thing Which, you know, it's, it's, if you're a regular listener you understand that that's sort of our, our normal mode of operation here <laughs> it takes us so long just to get, get on the phone to each other to, to record one of these things and one more thing on the theme song. So, of course, you probably recognize my voice on there, but you'll also hear I managed to get the real fake Michael McDonald to sing on, on a couple of parts of it, because Michael McDonald's the guy who sang on the Doobie Brothers, you know, you don't know
1: me, but I'm your brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on,
0: Spot on. <laughs> and, of course, he became sort of an icon of the soft rock world of the 80s. The yacht rock world of the 80s. <laughs> the, the yacht rock world. <laughs> <laughs> He, he used to play with Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah, he was a backup And actually, if you listen to it, I think, like, Hey 19, I think you can pick out his voice on, on the backup vocals of that song. How could you miss his voice? <laughs> yeah, so he, he's really what made Steely Dan. There would there'd be nothing without him. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. They, they wouldn't be played on a single yacht without him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and likewise, likewise, I'd say that the, uh, the Friends Against Government podcast was really nothing until they got the fake Michael McDonald to sing on their theme song. So <laughs> So I expect to see these guys go in a lot of places, really on the back of the fake Michael McDonald on their theme song. Just like Nate Dogg and Warren G did. <laughs> That's really what put them on the map. They'll sign to Davis. What? The song they use. I keep forgetting. That's a Michael yeah. McDonald track. <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know that's a big regulate dog wars. Oh, is that regular regulate, regulate. <laughs> uh, it's like McDonald's one. yeah it's like a mcdonald <laughs> wow that's awesome like the godfather of rap now please bear in mind that the friends against government podcast is not suitable for work or really for any self-respecting human being. <laughs> this one's probably going to be more for the, the construction workers in the audience rather than the office workers, right? <laughs> Since it's, it's, it, this one's for the blue hats, not the white hats. These guys are pretty much no-holds-barred uh, with stuff they'll get into it. And actually, th- this episode is probably one of their cleaner ones. Yeah, it was it was fairly tame, I think. A few dirty words here and there, but I, thought, I think we got off pretty clean. <laughs> A few F-bombs, yeah. You know, and one thing I want to also say here is, if you don't understand facetious humor, then this might not be the episode for you. You know, for example, we don't actually think that the KKK is k, k- cool <laughs> oh, just in case that went over anyone's head. And likewise, the acronym for Friends Against Government is FAG. So they call themselves the Fag Cast, and they call each other Fags. Now, this isn't a homophobic thing. Again, it's facetious, and if you don't know what that means, look it up. And just try to enjoy the podcast. And so it is my great honor to give you the Friends Against Government podcast, episode 61, Agenda 69. Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. No one listens when you say taxation. Best friends. Speaking of which,
3: when, when is y'all's next episode coming out? It's been yeah. months. Yeah, that,
0: that's a perennial question for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys
3: put so much we're, effort into it. Like everything is so heavy, like it's so. It sounds great. It's just yeah. it's, it's like really edited and really <laughs> Thanks. you know
0: it yeah, sounds we're, like we're a lot on, of work goes into it. Or on like the Dan Carlin release schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what though? That's kind of a cool space to occupy. I wish that we. Could afford to do that, like to just kind of be like, oh shit, Fag's dropping an episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We've got to stay regular. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, yeah, but I love the idea of just being like, here motherfuckers it's a Tuesday you know yeah
0: I, I, I wish we could say that that was like the way we, we planned it and wanted to do it it's, it's really just am- I mean you see how long it takes us to coordinate a bloody phone call you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. part of that usually, yeah. usually takes about four phone calls to actually get an episode down so. <laughs> yeah well one of
3: you one of you's down in Australia one of you's in uh New England is that right yeah I'm in Maine so okay in Maine. okay cool yep. yeah yeah uh, yeah, that's got
0: to make it a, a nightmare. That, is that basically like 12 hours difference? Yeah, you could basically like from where Joe live and where I live, you could basically hold a globe between your fingers and just spin it. Oh, oh man. Dude, you guys, not a globe, but we'll get to You guys could
2: make an Earth sandwich.
0: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Thanks so much for, I, I mean, this was a, it, it is a coordination nightmare, especially just with time zones and all like, and, and everything like that. And we had to reschedule on you, you guys last time. So thanks for being flexible and coming can on because uh, I'm, we blame I'm excited to get some, some uh, architects and real whatnot bunch. on here to talk yeah, about something engineers. other than what Bird wants to talk about.
2: <laughs> can we get like um, can can we get can we blame Dark Tom Woods for the problems of this episode as well? Or we've created a mythical creature, uh-huh. uh, like a, a magical creature, and yeah. it's Dark
3: Tom Woods, and he's the gremlin of all gremlins amongst the libertarian community and yeah, yeah. ah, he just, will receive our ire for ruining our episode with mark clare
2: yeah he deleted our episode <laughs> with mark Claire. he made it very difficult for us to call one another uh in fact i think i think i would even blame tom woods for you being in australia in the first place probably yeah. that's, that's probably where he's here was. i'll go all yeah. the way back
0: he, he went there looking for freedom yeah, yeah. I, no, I i listened to one of his uh one of his marketing seminars and it inspired me to move to australia did it really? No, oh. my wife. My wife from here originally.
2: Man, I
3: bit hard on that. I was. I that hook was like
2: blotched I'm looking at. It, I'm like, wait a minute, card. Dark Tom Woods isn't real. Why would he have? No, he's a Tom Woods. You oh, say Dark Tom
1: Woods?
2: <laughs> well, it could have been Dark Tom at the time, man. I probably would have bit either way. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I got a bridge to sell you. Speaking of bridges, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the bridges. I, I, guys, I got to tell you, I don't know anything about architecture, civil engineering, or other real forms of engineering. Uh, so you guys <laughs> yeah, got to walk yeah. me through this one, the whole thing, the whole deal.
0: Are you, are both of you guys still practicing architects? I, I am a, a practicing architect. Um, Joe is not. Joe is a, yeah. an engineer. That's uh, right. Now, now, now our, I remember yeah, you guys a, going over that early. Like you, you were an acoustic acoustical engineer or something? No, no, no Joe. Well, tell them well, what, we'll, kind of, what kind of real engineer you are. All right. All right. So, so here, here's my, here's my progression. So I, I studied mechanical engineering, okay. the, you know, bachelors ah. in that. I spent eight years installing audio video systems in planetarium theaters. Cool. Okay. The I world. vaguely remember that. That's um, yeah. And my, my claim to fame is that I installed the a system on the Queen Mary two cruise ship, which oh, is like one the Niagara the falls. Uh, th- no, that was the, the Queen Mary two is at, at the time was built. It was like the biggest one in the world. Oh, whoa. Um, That'd be funny if it
3: was at Niagara Falls and it was so big, it just took up the whole thing and walked (laughs) onto it and walked up to the falls. (laughs) Like, wow, I'm I'm on a boat, but (laughs) (laughs) it's just Um, perfectly circular and can rotate in the pool there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's all it does. Um, Yeah. And then then for the last uh, almost 10 years, I've been working, um, selling power stations down in Australia. Selling power so, stations to him. Yeah, so so uh, to pretty much whoever wants. Mo- mostly like miners, like remote miners, and okay. um, but we all also right. do like like biogas, landfill gas, sort of stuff, and like cogeneration into buildings and that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Oh my God. Um, so uh, yeah, so now I'm I'm the the pinnacle of all engineering, which is the sales engineer. Yes, yes, that is. What the, is
2: that? The, the Hold the on, what's a what's a sales engineer? <laughs> it's basically
0: someone with an engineering degree who got into sales. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, so like, a, so a businessman, like, I don't, so it's just a business degree then. It becomes a business it's, it's, degree.
0: It's, it's the person the, who actually knows what they're talking
3: about. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the engineer who finally realizes that the reasonable way out of this madness is by just right. selling stuff. It's <laughs> like, it's like yeah. you get
2: a teacher and you want them to have a major in the thing they're teaching, not a major in education. Like you like yeah. I'd rather yeah. have an expert yeah. than a person who knows what the expert should be saying yeah <laughs> that's right yeah. okay yeah. all right yeah. cool so
0: i'm like the, i'm like the guy behind the guy you know uh-huh
2: all right, <laughs> You
0: cool. poke your head out every now and then like yeah
2: so car <laughs> what, oh, exactly. what? <laughs> what do you do exactly what what do you do exactly car no, these days not know. much i'm to just poking day. around i don't know Definitely what a civil a engineer <laughs> does still to this day seriously no
3: i always i always did land development that okay. was my that was my thing
2: okay so so can i put uh, the three of you together to build and sell a house you could probably put the two of them together. You don't even really need me, honestly. Well, why? But you got you had you had a tenant yeah. at
3: one point. I'd probably just work against them.
2: You uh, Didn't you have a tenant at one point, Carr? <laughs> I
0: did. Those days are long gone, four yeah. days ago.
2: Apparently, they're long gone, but you got some stuff out of it. All right. That's cool. Well,
0: if it makes you feel better, Carr, on most of my projects, I end up recommending that they get a, a civil engineer involved, or at least a surveyor. Okay. Usually, okay. Need, even a residential stuff, we usually need a surveyor. Good. <sighs> Sometimes that turns into, being a surveyor. Sounds man.
2: cool. Being do you guys have? Are, where Where do you? Do I'm not most, doing it.
0: <laughs> where do you do most of your stuff? Is it like pretty rural, Maine, or or, or urban? No, I'm in. I'm actually um, right on the New Hampshire border, so okay. um, I can walk across the river from my house to downtown portsmouth new hampshire
3: oh man that's we both
0: we, we grew up in new hampshire joe and i did so uh um, okay so, um, but you left kind of, it because it kind of started to become too free and you <laughs> yeah, said well mm, right. not for us not for us <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i lived down in, in massachusetts for for a number of years oh, um Christ. and then we actually my wife and i um with our two young kids spent about two years um traveling and then ended up up here in maine in so maine. i got my my sister's up this way my my parents are up here in the summer and so it all just kind of we didn't need to be in boston anymore so this made a lot more sense for us cool maine. that's really cool we like it so we actually we actually were moving to a a, a freer place from where we had been yeah which was massachusetts but that's, that's not true much
3: you can basically just go in any direction and and, and accomplish right. the task <laughs> except, except for straight to queens where Bert is
2: yeah don't go to vermont <laughs> and don't go to queens <laughs> right right <laughs> So you moved from the free state to the I, to the what the very free state like how did the, are you going to you going to start your off brand of that now
0: Yeah well well it's funny cuz you know since we grew up in New Hampshire they have this the free staters who I've been, been kind of getting involved with over the last couple of years um, they have this phrase pre-stater which is you know this there's this technicality in the free state project where um people who already lived in New Hampshire yeah. couldn't sign a pledge saying that they were going to move to New Hampshire Oh I oh
2: really <laughs> I thought, but but, I mean, you can still sign up,
0: whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so they call them pre-staters. So, Uh. so I guess I was a pre-stater. Although I'm now, I guess they have another term, which is a de-stater, which is someone who comes to the free state and and ends up leaving. (laughs) 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 So I'm kind of a a pre-stater and a de-stater, but I guess I I haven't technically been officially a free-stater. Wow, (laughs) I think those two things cancel each other out. So I think you're still good yeah 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 um although you know i am i I've, I've sponsored pork fest and spoke at pork fest the last couple of years and, nice yeah um i heard your last just, one uh when you were talking about uh i think down in panama when you were down in panama
3: is yes that yeah that was
0: actually at the free coast festival which oh is a, okay okay a local, i think that was your last in architecture uh, group yeah was, it was right. yeah. yeah yeah that yeah, was, that, that, was that was really good really really good i
3: enjoyed oh that. thank you thanks yeah uh, uh, yeah, that was fun. We got a good man. You guys uh, have uh, like a wealth of freedom stuff going on up there. I because I always look for what to do around here in Texas, and it's like yeah. it's in one sense, Texas does have some kind of spirit of freedom, but in another the sense, they just really don't like it's kind of like the bad right wingy stuff, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we just don't have a good freedom festival or Liberty festival or conference or anything like that. Unless I'm dra- like crazy overlooking something. I know, I know the Mises Institute does stuff down near Ron Paul, down at Lake Jackson, but, uh, nothing like pork fest or, or something like that. Frequent,
2: or... but don't you guys usually host the LP convention? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I meant like really free stuff, bird. Yeah, I know. I know. But I <laughs> meant like you can definitely go down there as we will and make it free. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. nuts. Freedom train incoming. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Honking down
0: from Fort Worth.
2: <laughs> yeah, no,
0: it's cool, and that—that's kind of what I was talking about in that episode. Is that I've—I've I've been really blown away by the by the Free State community up here, and kind of, um, you know, just seeing what they've been able to do, and and that they really have been able to build a community, which is part of the reason they picked New Hampshire, is that it's a small state, and you can actually get around and see people, and right, and kind of get groups of people together pretty easily, and. I mean the you know the, the festivals they do are great, um, and they they bring in some big names, which is which is cool for for me because I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like all these people are coming to me. But, um, but beyond that, there's I mean they, they have like weekly act. You could probably do something like go out and do a free state event or meet up or something like every night of the week. Wow! <laughs> if you want to do wow, there's just tons of stuff going on with that community. And beyond that, I mean, it's like they all. Um, I mean, they all just, they all hang out, you know, it's like, they all just, yeah, it's like, this is, this is the, the, the crowd that they've every, they're on the same boat where they've all moved here without knowing a lot of people. And so they've, they've met each other and there, there are, especially for new, for new movers who come in, there's a lot of ways that they get them engaged with other people. And so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really impressive and it's a really, uh, that speech I gave in our last episode, episode 20 was on the theme of community and they've really, it's really been this, this emergent kind of, um, powerful natural community. You know, it's not, it's, as I said in the, in that talk, it's like, it's not like, it's not even like the idea was that, oh, we're going to get together and, and, you know, build a commune in New Hampshire, you know, of libertarians. It's like the idea was that all these individual people came here on their own and then they just hooked up and do their own thing. And, um, and, and it's working for everybody. So, right. Yeah. Build it it's like organically to, from, from exactly,
3: ground up and exactly. just let people associate as they need to and, and so on right. and so forth. Is there a reason that you're living
0: across the river in Maine? Like, is there a tax <laughs> reason or something like that? <laughs> uh, it's well, we were looking in, in Portsmouth at the time. Um, but we got a bit more for our money over the river and we're okay. actually, or, and, and the location here, as I said, I can walk over to, to kind of downtown Portsmouth, which is a really cool town. And um, and and we like the community where we are here. My kids are in school now, and so um, it's we've really been been getting invested in the community over here. So it's a cool town, um, and we have you know we're really close to a lot of amenities in New Hampshire too. So cool, Bert, Berto, what do you what do you think, man? I know you've been looking
3: for a place to go uh, escaping Queens. You think you think uh, Portsmouth? On the uh, other side of the river?
2: You, I'll be dead before I move farther up. <laughs> After yeah. this winter, I think this winter was the one that made me go, I can't do this. Yeah, you guys are still getting slammed, huh? Ridiculous. I think we, we got snow two days ago, and now it's like 50 degrees out. It doesn't make sense anymore. you guys get a lot of yeah. snow up there
0: in Portsmouth? Um, it's been kind of – it's been a uh, – this has been a weird winter. Like, like Bird said, it's been a lot of kind of co- like super cold and then like pretty warm, and we've only had a, a couple of storms. It's been really kind of sporadic, but um, we didn't get that much this year. But I will say that that about five years ago, when I was living in Boston, we had in the month of February, we had three storms where we got a total of about eight feet of snow. Jesus! <laughs> so that's about that's
2: the worst I've seen it. Oh um,
3: wait, was that when uh was that when Buffalo got nailed and uh right
0: before a Bills game or something like that? Buffalo's constantly getting
2: nailed. You got to specify that one because Buffalo gets <laughs> nailed every day.
0: Yeah. You just described. You just described every every Buffalo game every, I've ever watched.
2: Yeah, every <laughs> every day in Buffalo, it's fucking snowing. <laughs>
0: yeah, I went to school up in Rochester. Oh and, god, uh, I got. I, I had one spring break. We got we got something like three feet in in like overnight, and it was it was like the day spring break was starting, and, and like the airport was shut down. Like everyone just got stuck on campus. Oh. I was supposed to be flying out to Colorado to go skiing. And, uh, and I, I, my trip got delayed by like three days. We're sitting there. They, they were like starting to run out of food in the cafeteria and stuff. Cause like they couldn't oh, get stuff in. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Jeez. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. They get a lot of, sn- they get so much snow up there. Like that lake effect stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. I've been, I looked at, uh, I looked at, uh, did, um, Jay's peak or something like that in Northern Vermont. Yeah. Just gets a yeah. shitload of snow up there too. I was, I was like, I really want to go skiing in the Northeast somewhere not, oh, yeah. not necessarily because it's – well, it's definitely not better than Colorado, but <laughs> because I've never been up there. To, sorry, did yeah. I just – did I step on <laughs> it's teams gotta
2: there It's got to be different. Colorado.
0: I thought that was a fairly safe statement. <laughs> let, let, all, let, let's I put it, it this way. I can't speak. It's uncontroversial, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put it this way. The, the, the Colorado ski mountains are better, but the New England skiers are better. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> – you, when you uh, when you learn to ski out here, I mean, you, you basically learn to ski and ice skate at the same time. What kind of right. car? What kind of skiing <laughs> yeah.
2: do you do? I got a friend who does skiing, but like vertical drop skiing. Like, what kind of? skiing Yeah, I'll do, do you whatever. Do do? Yeah, because we I got. Mean, I mean, I mean I in New York, but yeah, in New York, what? we we have. I know we have Whiteface Mountain, which is like you know about this. It's like yeah, one yeah. of the highest yeah. vertical drops in in. The East Coast, it has to be. So, I mean, it's got to be a different feeling than doing it in Colorado. It just has to be an overall different feeling. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know... It depends on where you go
3: and like what kind of terrain you're looking for. I'm sure, uh, but one thing that I really like is backcountry, and I just don't think the Northeast has yeah, backcountry. No, I know, really I know you're a fan of
2: backcountry. No, not
0: a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. There's lot of that. <laughs> yeah, there's one place called Mad River Glen, which is like all yep. sort of ungroomed. Yep. Um, which is which is pretty gnarly, but yeah, it's still it's probably pales in comparison to pretty much anything you'll find in in Colorado in terms yeah, of well, backcountry. We, we don't have like like bowls, you know, just like open yeah. bowls out here or anything like that. Um, and we just don't get the the same snow you guys get. I mean, yeah. We'll look at the powder. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I mean, well, I got, gr- you know, I grew up, uh, ski. Well, I mean, I grew
3: up surfing mostly, but uh, I grew up snowboarding in the southeast. And we used to go from college, we used to go to snowshoe in West Virginia. Um, and then I, I went to, you know, I skied in Virginia, North Carolina. And man, you want to talk about some shit. Oh, I lived in DC for a while and I, and I skied, uh, freaking um liberty mountain in Maryland, like 45 minutes outside of dc
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> just a nightmare i mean you're sk- <laughs> you're lucky to be ice skating usually you're just skipping from gravel like gravel stone to gravel stone yeah <laughs> but um yeah man colorado was uh, awesome i mean i just got i like dove in head first because it's the it's just so good, and the the season's so long. Like the season lasts from early October until like I skied my birthday is in mid June, and I skied my birthday every t- every time I was out there,
2: or every year that I was
3: out there.
0: Yeah, that's nice. <laughs>
2: I can't good. wait to live back in Colorado because it will be a content machine. Oh yeah, man! I can't wait. I I gotta.
3: I'll be here for another like year and then I'm
2: Oh, oh so you're going to when the LP convention rolls around, that's like your big that's your big bang actually. Yeah, man.
3: That'll probably be my my send off, hopefully.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
3: So, Tim and Joe, uh I, I we've we've talked about like occupational licensure uh before. I think we've done actually pretty much a dedicated episode to it, but that's like the most immediately obvious in terms of freedom and what you guys do and what I uh, what you have in common with me. Um mm idea uh, that i had um i don't know if you do you guys have anything specific that you that you were looking to talk about or anything like that or just shoot the shit and bash yeah the state? well we've
0: <laughs> so we've we've prepared a uh, a case to uh to prosecute the agenda 21 conspiracy oh <laughs>
2: what I exactly is that. about that what exactly is that before we start because now my mouth is watering <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm frothing. <laughs> what is this? What is, I didn't know there was a conspiracy Intro. coming. Intro, Joe. Yeah. You can't just so do this uh, to me. <laughs> so, so, so
0: this is this is a, a UN UN uh, agenda which was developed in the or which came out in the what 1992, um, and it is nothing less than the plan to categorize and control every single resource on Earth.
2: Oh, this by,
0: by the One World Government. Yep. Oh, I know yeah. about this. Yeah, I do. That, so that's that's what
3: it is. <laughs> okay, are we gonna, are, we, are we just going to set up a
2: conspiracy court real quick? We should set up a conspiracy court real Let's quick. Do, do I, I actually wanted to ask these guys about some other stuff, but Jesus, I didn't yeah. know we were doing conspiracy court. Yeah, yeah, just oh, oh, table yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear some of that, and then I want to. I, I need to ask you two questions after we're done. But I, I, I we need to hear about this one. Set this yeah, yeah. one okay. up. Okay. Okay. So so all right. So uh, uh, I'll just reassume my role as judge. How about that? And yeah, then be the judge. oh, I didn't know. Oh, this is exciting. I didn't. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm back. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm defense over here. You'll be sure. the judge. Yeah.
3: And uh, Joe and Tim are uh, the prosecution.
2: Uh, yeah, I think we might have flipped that one the wrong way, but
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Joe, take it away. What do we got? What do we got? What? Uh, who's who's the perpetrators? What? What kind of evidence we got? Give like give us a rundown. Or Tim, who
0: whoever you know, right. potato. Yeah, to Tim, do you, I think you're probably a bit better on the history of how this thing came about.
2: Let's all start right. with the history. Yeah, okay, yeah let's, let's start, start with from the beginning. Yeah. First of all, what is the UN? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh all right so so let me let me I'll, I'll back this up a little so joe said that the term agenda 21 was the the name of a document yeah. that was produced in 1992 after the 1991 earth summit in yes. rio uh, de janeiro which was um i guess the first i mean there, there had been some other kind of you know earth um sustainability type of conferences before that but this was like the first real big one that got all the all these nations involved and excuse me all that um but before that um where this all came from we'll edit that out tim don't worry about it
3: just for everybody tim just cleared his throat very unprofessional podcast You're not like i'm not minutes, gonna so. i'm not yeah, gonna we, we got gonna, it we'll, <laughs> we'll edit that out post and we're not sorry i'm not
2: what if that was the whole episode? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we just that's that's it, man. We clear our throats for twenty five more minutes and then just grateful
0: dead it out.
2: Yeah. Can we do an episode like that one day, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, what all toll. right.
0: So so the uh, where this all came from. I'll, I'll why don't I go backwards in time here? So yeah, why not? We had this Earth Summit. Yeah. Um, before that, in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> Um, there was a document, or there was there was a, a commission, or I don't know if it was an event or what, but something called the Bruntland Commission. The what? Um, Bruntlin. The Bruntland Commission, right. named after someone named Gro Harlem Bruntland. That is a um, powerful name.
2: Oh yeah, that, you got to know was, about that dude in particular. He was an interesting yeah. guy. Wait, it's what? So it's
3: Grow Harlem Bruntman? <laughs> yeah, it's G.
2: His I, I remember this distinctly. His name is G R O space middle name. I think it's his middle name. Uh, it's actually a, a woman, isn't it? It's a woman. Yeah, yeah. it's a woman. It's a woman. G R O G R. Because you, you know, know how how the, right, D- Listen to me, Car, Listen to me. You know how the Dutch hat. do. You know how the Dutch <laughs> do. I think she's Dutch. She probably isn't. Jesus. Grow Yeah. And then it's Harlem like the town. <laughs> right. And then it's yeah, bruntland It is a, a dick out type of name. Yeah, <laughs> that's on the tip. I don't know why. I think I know this because she's is she not the director of the uh she was the director of the World Health Organization, right? Uh do you know, Joe? What I don't well, know. Yeah. Her one
0: her one claim to fame that that's probably relevant to what we're talking about is at one time, she was the vice president of the World Socialist Party. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Man. That would make so sense anyways, why she was the health so this, minister. This, yeah. This, this, this Bruntland Commission was commissioned by, by the UN um, to basically come up with um, a definition or, or come up with, with some kind of a plan or recommendations about this this concept of sustainable development. And so that's where this... This t- term sustainable development was coined, um, and it was. Shoot, I don't have a v- verbatim. In oh front my of god, me, that's where that came from. Yeah. The so, oh. th- and the definition is, um, it's the ability to meet the needs of the current generation without, um, without sacrificing the needs of the of future generations or something like that. Thank you. Oh, right. so capitalism, <laughs> <laughs> right, Dude, So. Uh, I'm just
3: having like I, I like flashbacks to so many meetings where I'm listening to city officials tell me like sustainable development sustainable Dude, development If you uh, think if Fucking, you think this taking my construction documents and just lighting them on fire
0: Yeah this, this, this is going to be it is this episode is going to it's going to be a world of hurt for you, oh, Car. Either gosh. that, or, or some sort of vindication.
2: Uh, if you think this UN shit is bad, you got to listen into some of the fucking international relations conferences where they t- where they talk about b- bombing people for freedom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to that. That's all part of Agenda Twenty One. Probably. Yeah. Nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Everything's part of Agenda Twenty One. Even yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I wonder if the Saudis. He was twenty three. see. So, anyway, just to put this in context, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to put this all in context, you know, you go back, you go back a little further, and the Bruntland Commission, and then eventually this 1991 um, Earth Summit, were um, initiated by a guy named Maurice Strong, mm. um, who was kind of a, a longtime UN functionary um, and was also an oil man. He came up in, in Canada and was involved in the oil patches off and on down there. So he kind of alternated throughout his career from being this oil magnate and being, um, you know, the the guy who was leading the sustainable development movement <laughs> throughout the world, which is a little odd, but... Um, Anyways, so and he kind of, you know, of course, growing up in oil and everything, there, there are associations there with the Rockefellers. I don't know if oh, you yeah, exactly right. want to go into all that stuff. But a lot of the, the mentality that I think led to this point in 1992, where they put this document together, um you know, has its kind of has its beginning in some even or I will just just to put it out there. You, you go back to like the eugenics movements of. of oh, yeah. Uh, like like know, the 20s, and 30s. And- what not? exactly? So, so the idea there is that you know that that certain that people, you know, humans are somehow a problem for the earth. Or certain humans, let's say, are a problem for the earth. And right. the way to the way to um let's say the way to to get rid of poverty among humanity. Is basically to get rid of humans who are who tend to be poor. On
2: oh, are we doing this again with owning the poor? It's like, what is this?
3: <laughs> we just we just finished an episode. We released it today with the damn Woods Boys that, that we were talking about. Like, there's a random Wikipedia article that just just out of the blue dunked on the poor with with the first line.
2: Everyone wants to dunk on the poor. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that's that's just wild yeah so so i mean anyway so so that you know, that'll happen hold on, that'll,
3: hold on, hold on. I, i'm not yeah. get,
0: like the idea
3: of like everything's relative so if you get rid of all "Quote unquote," the poor people then just the next people down the chain are now the, are poor, the people. poor people. Right. <laughs> like it's like, mm. If we just added, a, what if you just added a million new people that were even poorer than
0: the poor right now? Then you then you get rid of those poor people because they're no longer poor. That's a good uh, idea. Well, this is this is what what's crazy about it is. I mean, the, the, you know, you can read into it whatever motivations you want, but you know, there's this idea that uh, there's this idea of kind of perfecting humanity, right? So that that you're you're somehow and this get all the eugenic stuff with birth control and stuff that they're they're trying to get people who let's say haven't shown um that they can be very productive you know within humanity um to not reproduce as much because they think that there is you know that was that was all the eugenic stuff of the 20s and 30s right right? yep yep which which and you know this wasn't like uh, we don't have to get into too much but this wasn't like it's just crazy theory back then. This was like mainstream. No, yeah, it was, yeah, like it was Mar- Barbara, Margaret Sanger. Past- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, and and
3: and we don't we don't dip our toes into this topic all that often. Thank fucking God. Yeah, I was gonna I say it, you but, better have your uh, hands
2: on the wheel to shift right away from this topic. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> once it's, once you're finished dude, saying what you're I was, saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was presented recently,
3: and I know that everybody, like every a lot of people listening to this, are like, "Yeah, no shit, you idiot." But I was presented recently with like the racial breakdown of abortions and stuff like that. And I was absolutely fucking blown away.
2: Oh yeah. Blown yeah. away. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, I don't know it's why wild. People
2: say so hard that Margaret Sanger wasn't like an awful racist, uh, bec- but she was like an open and avowed member of the, of the, of the eugenics community. It's like, yeah. In the twenties, you didn't have one or the other. Right. <laughs> it just, it was yeah. the, just the same thing. Yeah. yeah, now yeah, we yeah, should. Fucking crazy. <laughs> now we fly so, right away she
0: from that. Didn't she speak at some KKK rally or something like that? I would not I doubt know. it
2: for a second, especially since in the 1920s, the KKK was like, like cool. the Democratic popping. Party. Yeah. They were cool. <laughs> well, they were the cool Klux Klan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
3: K 1920s kkk KK, car says is, is cool cool, cool. cool.
2: <laughs> the cool clan oh christ that's the name of the it's episode. like in my
3: twitter bio <laughs> sneak <laughs> you're, that in see how you're long taking the to joke way too explode. you're taking the joke
2: way too far yeah <laughs> <laughs> jesus
3: maybe i'll experiment uh, with like time periods like i'll slip it in for like four minutes one oh day God. and then maybe five minutes the next day <laughs>
2: But now, right, now, is, that this, what are, now, that I'm all thinking right, about so this, Now
3: I'm about this,
2: the eugenics movement all... is the 20s, sorry, but this ahead. happens in 97 is the first one, right? So, what's the connection? Like, what?
0: what, what? All right, so, so shifting it forward, you know what? At, at uh, there was a certain point in history where eugenics. Um, you couldn't really talk about it much anymore, as in, posi- in positive terms. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say um, probably, probably so,
3: somewhat after uh, 1940 to 1945 in Germany ar- yeah. around then, yeah, thereabouts,
0: give or, give or take. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, however, there was still some of this mentality out there, um, and. Oh, uh, guys like again some of these rockefeller guys like you know david rockefeller and i don't know who these all these guys are but um they would have these conferences about it wasn't about eugenics anymore but it was about population and that population growth was seen as this big problem um and you have um well let's just say you, you have people kind of coming in and they're not talking specifically about which parts of the population we got, we, we want to get rid of, but <laughs> they're saying we've got to stop like this, this growing population, um, in the world. So that was, that gets into like the 1970s with like, um, the club for growth. Um, uh, was it the whole peak oil, um, yeah. hy- um, theory that came out, that came out then. um, and, and then Paul at the same Arlick time, the population bomb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Paul Ehrlich. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, early, yeah yeah yeah. So this was a big, and again, a big kind of widespread fear and widespread topic of discussion, kind of in the 1970s, was was slowing down um, population growth out of fear of of uh, kind of a of overuse of of resources right exploiting resources overexploiting resources yep uh all that yeah it's basically you know like neo-malthusianism right right? so so malthus was the guy that came out with the original idea that that population grows exponentially but um you know like say agriculture resource production only grows linearly Mm -hmm. and so you know so it was it was destined to um to outstrip the earth's resources at some point and then this is it's the argument really hasn't changed much since then
3: have you read or been exposed to or read any uh robert zubrin
0: no i don't think so
3: okay he he had, he uh had some great commentary on that i don't agree with him on a lot but uh he wrote yeah. uh merchants of despair um oh, okay uh so, I, and it has a subtitle but it was really really interesting mm. talking about how like anti human all of, like a lot of those theories were
0: yeah. yeah yeah so so into this mix comes this guy Maurice strong and he started i guess the i think it's called the un of um environmental program or something like that um yeah. which had an early, a different name earlier on and so he had done some stuff kind of in the 60s and 70s i think um developing as as broader ideas we're, were growing you know with like rachel carson silent spring these kind of broader ideas i don't think um, i've heard of about that what is that environmentalism so silent spring was was a a, a book that I th- is more or less credited i think with starting a lot of the modern environmental movement where okay um, rachel carson had r- written about ddt um yep. you know the pesticide ddt as as you know of course being this terrible chemical that has all these these impacts on the environment and animals and I guess ultimately ultimately people and everything and so um, that was I think a wake up call for a lot of people that that these kind of industrial products that that we as humans are putting out into the world um, could be causing problems and could be creating these 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 problems in the environment that are really hard to reverse you know with these, these per- persistent toxic chemicals, things like that. Um, and so all these all these kind of ideas about you know about population concerns and and um, running out of resources and kind of destroying you know destroying the environment through through the, the products of of industrialization and all this this is all kind of coming together into the 1970s. Um, it's becoming I think more more popularized in the 1980s, and then in, in 1991 you have this Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro where all these now governments are getting together um, to, to say, okay, here are all these problems. Um, What are we going to do about, how are we going to, to meet the needs of the present in order, in other words, you know, allow for development, keep developing the world out there um, while preserving the ability to meet the needs for, for future generations. Um, So that's kind of the the backstory here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess we could get into, I mean, you know, well, your prosecution, my friend,
1: Well,
3: you we, got to
0: convince me we, and get past bird. Cool.
2: We, uh, right, the so UN you, is you, a good company. It, uh, it's, it's <laughs> full of good people. Um, they do a lot of good work. They've stopped a lot of wars. Yep. Uh, sounds, sounds convincing bird. All right. Yes. Thank you. Well, that, that, that's, that's
0: what a lot of these people actually believe is that, um, you know, uh, oh uh, well, we've got, you know, If as long as everyone's under the same government, you know, then then you can't have wars between those, you know. So what they say is is all we we have, you know, we have anarchy between nations, and that's why there's wars,
2: because because
0: there's no government sitting on top to prevent these wars. I want
2: to start talking about IR so badly, but this is we can't. (laughs) What what is that? international relations like that oh, I, oh, i'd oh, love to yeah. talk about that sorry i
3: didn't get your
0: uh fancy
2: my, language, my fancy language lingo.
0: infrared yeah, your, your insider lingo
2: sorry <laughs> my my un language my un shill <laughs> language <laughs> we, i guess we got to go through means of implementation right because that's where the conspiracy has to come in i'm sure because the idea of like oh we got a population and climate control i mean On its face, of course, that's sinister because we can make it sinister, but it also could be done in a very non-sinister way. I don't think that's the case with the UN. So (laughs) let's get into the means of implementation here. Like, what are we looking at and how?
0: All right. Well, so we've got a list here of basically kind of like the key kind of themes that people get worked up about with this thing. Perfect. Okay. So, um, all right. So number one, we've got, uh, okay, actually, let me just introduce this. Um, we've got these broken down into four kind of sections. So there's personal, local, national, and global. Okay. Uh, so, First so the personal First ones. First of all, we've got um, we've got the top down control of all resources, land, and people. That is uh, terrible. What does that mean? <laughs>
2: what does that mean? First of all, what does that mean? Control <laughs> of all people. <laughs> that is insanity. Yeah. Well,
0: well, we'll we'll get into the, we'll get into how, how that's supposedly works okay um but the essentially what what this is is it's um a lot of people would call it either communist or fascist or whatever some other maybe social neoliberalism
2: guys it's it's fucking peak neoliberalism that's very
0: close to it but i think i think the most accurate is is simply technocracy yeah the idea that it's basically it's it's controlled by scientists or, or or you know wasn't that the, the scientist wasn't that the,
3: the idea behind society. like a lot of the early 20th century marxist movements too was that it was like it we science is going to make this so that it's more efficient than,
0: than free markets yeah well, well technocracy is was like an official movement oh okay uh like in the in the 19 i think the 40s yeah, yeah. Right, around the same time popular? or after
2: taylorism yeah it's kind of the same idea yeah
0: yeah, and it was actually, like, sort of created by this guy who was, like, a complete fraud and shyster, and he somehow insinuated himself into, like, Columbia University, mm. and, um, um, and basically got a position there for a while until they've kind of figured him out that he was just a complete fraud. He, like he didn't have a, a degree in anything or, any, or anything like that. He wasn't actually an, an nice. academic. That actually makes me root for him a little
3: bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like it
0: just a con man. And, I have um, a tremendous bachelor's
2: degree. <laughs> <laughs> it's tremendous. Can we see it? No. <laughs> no. You're wrong. Yeah. Trust me. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's such It's such a good degree. It's not it's on a fun. single paper.
3: Some say it's a doctorate. <laughs> I'm a doctor. Uh, call me doctor. Call me daddy. <laughs>
2: call me, me doctor daddy in the White House. <laughs> that would be a great executive order. I think I would
3: support. <laughs> is if everybody had to call Trump <laughs> daddy. I
2: like the executive <laughs> like orders like when it's just floor. like it's like here's what <laughs> I, I want to like, do. Like, it's ridiculous,
3: uh, daddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Daddy Don. It would be great if he just completely owned the country by making all the people who don't like him. It's illegal not to call him Daddy. Call him Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would only be. It would only be if you don't like him. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it would be so terrible, and yet it would be hilarious, dude. I would. I would love it. I would support that executive order. I would support, that <laughs> I would support total fascism yeah. for the lols. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fascism, uh. but ironically. Oh, God. Uh. Yeah, that whole technocracy and Taylorist shit, like, y- you're right, Carr, like, the Marxists tried to science scientificate all their ideas, too, but let's not forget that when neoliberalism hit, it was all about technology. It was all... In on maximizing efficiency and just promoting this strange anti-human utilitarian framework. It's very strange. And the UN seems to kind of love doing that. Just... Saying, well, how can we make this the most efficient? You know, the, the 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 organization that is probably one of the least efficient organizations that has ever existed, and yet it's so. What is? Yeah, what do they even do? What like, is what the is, UN? All well, right, see, I look, work for the they, UN. What is eight AM? What am I doing? Here's the thing: the UN they, is they... is an idea. It's not one. It's not one thing, right? So if you have, if I had to point at the UN, I'd point at the Security Council, because ultimately they make the big decisions we all hear about. But Yeah, the but UN there's other is, people there,
3: right? Like what are they doing? Eight thirty. Eight thirty rolls around. Nothing. They I mean there they're, they're not right,
2: so isn't they, one UN, no, right? There, there's let, not let one office.
0: I can tie this in here to, to this whole you know this whole um web that we're spinning. Yeah. Here. <laughs> that was UN. very very uh, very well put. Just very delicate. The UN way. I mean so you look at, at where the UN building is in, in New York City, right? Right. That's um, that's the, one the land there the land for the UN building was actually donated by the Rockefeller family. Whoa. Um, and they were, they were very much, um, I, again, I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> can I, can I, can I get a sidebar here from the, uh, from the conspiracy? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll I, grant I, I, genu- I generally don't, don't like go deep on the, on the, the Rockefeller got kind of, a Um, conspiracy theory stuff well this welcome to this, this all podcast, edit- my friend let's die <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is really. all entertainment to be but but i don't know i don't know i don't know how else to put that out that's out there without sounding like a <laughs> that re- we'll edit that, is, that so. out right bird yeah
2: i'll yeah. edit it out this i mean seriously if you were going to pick one person to center conspiracy theories around rockefeller's you're going to be your guy for sure yeah. Right? yeah he's
0: right he's pretty but so so asking you know why do we have the U- u.n what do they do so that you know these guys were, were pretty involved with, with getting it set up And the way that these guys operate, as we're going to kind of see as we get through this, is... um, Wait, and I don't mean to cut you off again, but was he... Did Rockefeller... Was he big on
3: League of Nations? Wasn't he like one of the founding guys? Oh, I God, think so. Probably.
0: Never. He's an
2: international corporatist baron. I'm sure he was into yeah. doing that. <laughs> I mean, like a a lot of cool Reserve, all that stuff. Yeah. I
0: think they, they were, you know, they were involved in all that stuff. Rockefeller. Um, Dave, David Rockefeller was the, the CEO of of Chase Bank, yep. uh, who kind of really built out their whole um, international network and stuff. And, anyways, um, so these guys, you know, they, they have all the money they could ever want, right? So they're not out there to get money. Um, so what they want to do is to, is to get control of things, C- you control things that, that they don't own yet or that they haven't bought yet, or to take their money and to be able to use that money to kind of maximize the, the, the control and the impact that it can have. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they want to, let's say they want to um, spread a certain message about, um, about education. Right, they don't. They don't go out and just like donate money like to people to to go and learn things. They start a foundation, and the foundation goes to you know governments and goes to the UN and goes to you know, all these other organizations and raises money, and then hires all these you know all these authorities in the field of whatever it is and puts them into all these universities, and then now all of a sudden they their foundation. Um is influencing this whole branch of of education uh, across the country right um, based on the way they started it. And so what the u n is, how the u n fits into that picture, is it's, I mean, it's just a deep pocket, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. When do you ever hear anybody complaining about like the UN budget this year? Oh, the UN, you know, they're they're spending too much <laughs> money this year. We need to, we really need to rein in this UN spend. Like nobody has any idea what the UN spends or how even how much, you know, their own country is, is giving to the UN or, or anything. It's just- You'd be shocked at just, how
2: low the number is, is what's funny. Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it's actually pretty low considering it's supposed to be the world government. You'd be shocked. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, right. But, but as, as, as Carr has said, they don't actually really do anything. They just no, kind they, of, they don't. What they, what they do is they, they throw money around to all of these various foundations yes. and various causes yes. and various things. And so, again, when you have guys like Rockefellers and Ro- Edmund de Rothschild was really involved in this whole sustainability mo- movement, um, when you have these guys out there, um, the UN there is it's just a kind of a – it's it's a source of funding for them to to leverage whatever money they want to spend on something. They start some foundation, they get the UN to fund it, um, and then they set all kinds of kind of regulations and guidelines for local, you know, for for state governments, federal governments, and and, and local governments. And so, so that's that's
3: they basically a the long answer
0: to what the UN does, right, okay. And it kind of yeah. sets up what what this Agenda 21 um how it how it's going to operate
2: yeah like if you were to just sum up kind of the idea of the un it's just a money distributor to to different okay. councils that's it yeah. and then the councils kind of do the work which depending on what the council is it's it could be very different what council did agenda 21
3: sounds like uh sounds like a sweet gig if you can get it
2: uh, yeah, it, no, it's one of the sweetest gigs, apparently. If I'm a it. UN guy. From having to, like, work with and talk to people who work in the UN, it seems kind of like you just fuck around all day.
3: <laughs> like, like paper airplanes
0: off the balcony?
2: No, like you kind of just read <laughs> all day. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you, word. You, yeah. you just read F- from papers.
0: Reading, <laughs> from reading the actual, like, Agenda 21 report, and I, I, read, I read... a a chunk of it. It's something like, I forget how long it is, 150 pages long or something like that. Yeah. And I read like the first few chapters of it. Um, and it is just mind numbing. Yeah. Like It's tax work. Repetitive okay. pablum. <laughs> yeah. And they just, uh, from what I can tell with the UN, the main thing the UN does is produces like these reports like this, which don't actually really create or do anything. Like, like, like the outcomes of this report is basically like, oh, well, um, each nation will develop its own plan to do this and this and this. And like, so, so if you're fishing through this thing, trying to figure out, oh, okay, well, well, what's the actual plan for implementation here? It's not actually really in there. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, there's they sort of have, guidelines and.
2: They don't have any legal authority to like punish you for not doing it. They don't have any legal authority to tell you how to do it. It's just, this is what we've found. Do this.
0: Yeah. yeah but, but the thing is, is that so, so, based on that what they say is oh well this is a voluntary a voluntary agreement right you know so so it's you know this all this stuff about one world government is 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 bullshit because you know we've got you know it's, it's completely voluntary yeah um but the thing is 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 okay it's, it's voluntary for like individual nations to sign up to it but once you once your individual nation signs up to it and starts implementing it that's not voluntary for you as a no. citizen <laughs> yeah <is it>? right <laughs> Or, or your local council signs up to it or whatever. Yeah. They're influencing
3: um, direction without actually having to defend it. Almost like they, yeah. they're just, they, they're like a big branding agency and just to try to influence behavior. Like, a, I don't know.
0: Uh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into kind of how, how this thing gets rolled out, um, in, down to these kind of local levels too. And that, that's, um, I'll, why don't I, why don't I continue through our list here to see if we can get to number two. Sure. And then, um, I'll do everything I can to stop you. <laughs>
2: I'm sure. Uh um, so wait, what was number one? Can we recap number one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the, what was number one again? <laughs> number, number, you guys are architects, right? I mean, I remember number I just want the I just want everyone to know number one we're ending it now is
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number one was, was basically the top-down control of resources, land and, and, and control people control and techno essentially implementing a, a, a technocratic world government, yeah or no less.
2: Good. Sounds yeah. good. We've got a good start. This doesn't sound like yeah, a yeah. conspiracy <laughs> yet. <laughs> Judge no, sounds great. Judge, you're yeah. ruling so far? fine okay yep. good let's keep going all
0: right so number two is uh this this is more of a how are they going to do it so there's uh they, they want to monitor surveil and control every every activity so that this this is where you get into stuff like smart meters um, you know car car tracking like car you know vehicle mileage tracking yeah that or, car or you know transmitters in your car that sort of thing they're, they're uh, coming smart- after you buddy yeah me specifically Yeah, yeah car <laughs> okay. tracking
2: yeah they coming right out to you <laughs>
0: that's, that's it, it that's it um, smart cities where they've got sensors, every, yeah. sensors and cameras and stuff everywhere with some sort of you yeah. know AI behind it to, to analyze all the data. Um, so that's uh, that, that, that's kind of number two, you know, and, and that that's kind of where where the you get into a lot of these privacy issues and all this stuff. I mean, I've heard stuff about where I, I think I was listening to Alex Jones one time, <laughs> and some lady calls in and, and talks about how so you know some guy comes to put a smart meter on her house. And she like chased him off with a shotgun or something oh my like God. that. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you know, you're not putting that thing near my house, which by um, the way, yeah. but as, as far as I know, the smart meters that are out there nowadays, it, it's still a one way street. I mean, wh- what they have is like, I put solar panels on my last house, which we talked about in one of our episodes. And, um, it's, you get this meter that's, it's, it's a net meter. So it, mm-hmm measures what's going in and what's coming out in terms of the energy usage but it's not like they can like flip a switch and like and kill the power to your house or, right right yeah, yeah. Or, well, well so supposedly like, what they say I mean that, that's one of the big fears is that okay you get this smart meter and then it's got it's got some sort of kill switch in it which is basically a circuit breaker You know, which will if they don't like the way you're using power, if you if you use too much power that month or something like that, they're gonna they're gonna shut off your power. Yeah, you know, or or certain times a day, you know, when when it's peak periods, they're gonna shut off your power. But well, that's really that's really what these things are, and you probably know more about this show than I do. But but a lot of it is is a lot of places you have like peak pricing on on. Power and stuff. So it's, it's probably more getting a, a time of day recording of how much energy you're using yeah. rather than yeah. a once a month check on that on the total.
3: Well, I mean the, I mean the concern just overarching in general is, I mean, if you look at some of the things that have been implemented or they're trying to implement, I don't know if they're successful yet, but in China with the social credit score programs and stuff like that and, mm-hmm. and integrating that into these programs, it may be a long way down the road but that's like really, really fucking concerning. On the other mm-hmm. hand, I mean, as technology is growing, like when you were talking about solar, I've been a big fan of solar m- my entire life. I actually had like a little solar setup when I was a kid um out on the like roof outside of my window and it powered whatever. I had like a couple LED lights and a ham radio that I that I had hooked all up. Um and it was cool because I could, you know, operate one when, whenever the power was out, which was pretty frequently with storms in the southeast. And uh the I just had to slip that into kind of one up you on putting solar on your house. Just like yeah, I've been in it for a while, dude. Why don't you get back yeah, off? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, but the like continued uh, de- decentralization is such a buzzword now. But the ability to take yourself more and more off grid, quote, quote unquote, um, is the natural combatant to a lot of that stuff. Like collecting rain, being able to collect rainwater. Uh, if you can go completely off grid solar, which just isn't there yet because storage sucks, but it, at some point there's going to be a breakthrough. There's going to be some kind of advance. Um, and then, you know, whether it's maybe satellite internet or, I, you know, I don't know exactly what the solutions there are uh, that, that are the most robust, but being able to remove central authority um, from serve like necessarily necessary goods and services is really, really critical.
0: Yeah. And that's, you know, we've talked, sorry, Joe, we've talked about smart cities a bit on our, on our podcast and you can kind of look at it two ways. The the big question is, is kind of who's, who's getting all the data, where is it going and and what are they doing with it? Right. Um, And for example, there's this one project going on right now in Toronto by a company called Sidewalk Labs, which is a sister company of Google. Um, and so, and, and, and the, the residents there have been all up in arms, you know, about essentially privacy concerns because they're talking about putting sensors on park benches to see when someone sits on a park bench and
2: and yeah, right. And
0: and they, I've listened to some stuff with sidewalks, you know, there's some really cool ideas out there, Right. but you worry about like the China example. Well, okay. So Google comes into Toronto and they develop all this, this cool surveillance technology and they have a really, you know, a really, good solid you know they're talking about making the data open source and all this stuff and they come up with a good privacy regime there for for the data you know and then china picks up the phone and says hey google we like what you did in toronto you know can you uh why don't you come over here and see what you can do for us you know on our right. three billion people and so that's where this stuff gets a little scary is that and, and you know again you don't want to be like a luddite but right and there, there's definitely some value in some of this smart city stuff but um you know I think it's something you, we got to be really, really careful about. And I don't know how you, it's the kind of thing that once it's in, you know, once, once you put it in there, you know, Sidewalk Labs or whatever has a contract for 10 years to monitor this stuff. And after that, who knows what happens with this data, you know, it's right. turned over to somebody else, it gets hacked, you know, all this, all this stuff. So,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's right as of right now, you know, in 2019 in the United States and can you know, North America that's really the big concern now there's it is you collect my data and then it gets hacked and used by some nefarious actor down the road i i assume the problem will truly become like what the hell is google going to do with the data but right now that's the the big as far as i can tell the big thing is is just like you have all of my data and we see it times especially in cryptocurrency and that type of thing where exchanges get hacked and stuff like that and it's like you have all this KYC AML stuff and just absolutely no regard for it and somebody hacks that they've got my address they've got all these you know transactions uh, IP address and uh, and from them you know from there you're kind of at the mercy of wherever it goes
0: yeah um, all right well what
2: uh we I don't know the about one. the se- I'm listening, I'm thinking about the second one I mean that's <laughs> Again, it's like yeah. is it. – first of all, it absolutely terrifies me that it's – and it's completely true, but it absolutely terrifies me that the CEO of Google and the president probably talk directly on the phone to one another. That just scares <laughs> – that scares the shit out of me just to think <laughs> yeah. about that, first of all. Second of all, what scares me even more is that – and you know, I, I'm going to lay my cards on the table here. I don't hate the U.N., as somebody who has to, like, work with people in the U.N., I see the good that the U.N. can do, but it's the same statist monsters who do the U.N., who do every other government. And so, yeah. it, it, I mean, you're going to have this not only in the U.N., but sort of every country's been working on these. I mean, Saudi Arabia's got smart cities going. China's yeah, got Saudi Arabia,
0: social Dubai, credit. You know.
2: Going, You know, it's 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 this has been building for a very long time. And so while it is scary, I almost wish I was scared earlier. You know what I mean? I wish I, I wish I would have known earlier. I could have taken a proactive stance against this. Right. It's cre- creepy, man. I don't know. I, I don't even know if you can call this a conspiracy theory. Right. Because documents no, it's are happening. all there. <laughs> Yeah, documents yeah. are all there. People are all, who are involved are absolutely ready and willing to do everything in there as Machiavellianly as possible. They well, and been, and I'll tell you shit. what
3: is I I see this stuff, the smart city stuff, like I I you know, I still have to, I have to do continuing education and like I see that shit uh, as as offerings for online classes and stuff is on smart cities. And yeah. and I've taken one just out of curiosity and mm-hmm. yeah, man, I mean that's real. It's real. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, I live
2: yeah. in a dumb smart city, so I kind of see the, you know, I kind of see how it'll eventually go. But New York is still so bloated that it's kind of dumb about it. Like <laughs> there's yeah. cameras on every corner, but they're still manually operated, right? Like there's, uh, you know, it's things like that. It's like the technology's there, it's just the incompetence isn't. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from the from FEMA camp too, this creeps me out, but it's almost just. <laughs> life at this point right that's what's yeah. so creepy about it get your torrents yeah. and your bit and your bit torrents mm-hmm. and your and your and your t- onion Get that all yeah,
0: out. Onion routing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do all I mean, that's, that. That's the thing with with all this. Pretty much this this whole Agenda 21 thing. It's not that that Agenda 21 is itself a conspiracy. I mean, oh, it's right. you can download the the PDF document from the UN's website. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's the the conspiracy is in. Okay, what's what's the real intent behind this, yeah. and and what's the sort of slippery slope that it's going to go down. Right. Um, you I, know, think, yeah.
2: I think you can look at it and go, oh, the real intent is in those documents, which honestly, again, and working with people who are in the UN, most of them are seriously just ideologically driven people. They really believe that. Yeah, they put.
0: Yeah, that, absolutely. But yeah, they're all that. I that's that's, that's, that's the, the feeling I get from all this stuff.
2: Right. That's what's so sinister is they believe it. And because they believe it, they'll do whatever. <laughs>
0: <You> know. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: We, we talk about pushing our red button. If that red button was there, people would push that red button. And a lot of people would be terrified about that red button being pushed and ending the state. These people have a red button. <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs> They'll press it as much as we would. That's yeah. what's so scary.
0: And they are, you know, they're pushing it incrementally oh, yeah. every day, yeah. you know. Yep.
2: Right. Which has to tell you something yeah. about what they recognize about their own idea. that <laughs> right. It's, yeah. right. That if it can't be implemented rapidly. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Is it yeah. the people who notice? You know. Well, that.
0: Well, that's like the. Uh, you know. So there's this agenda 21, and more recently they did this agenda 2030, which was essentially just a re-up of the agenda 21 stuff. Um, <laughs> they just, just narrowed on oh, the like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they basically said, oh, look, look, it's not really, you know, we we kind of want all this stuff to be working by, you know, by the, the start of the 21st century. Uh, We're not quite there yet. Let's just, uh, how about we set a target for 2030? And so, you know, you get like the Green New Deal. What, what's her name? Ocasio-Cortez, mm-hmm. you know, coming out yeah, saying, I'm oh, if we, don't, if we don't act within 12 years, the world's going to end. Well, twelve you know, 12 years from now is 2030, which is, you know, it's it, like the, the whole Green New Deal thing is basically just um, as a sort of a a race car implementation of, of all this stuff, you know, Agenda 21, agenda 2030 and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's, you know, it's, they, they've almost like, like gone a bit too fast and, and, and everyone's actually going, Hey, well, you know, this is actually sounds kind of crazy, (laughs) you know, like this is actually what you want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Man, that was point two. How many more, how many points did you say you had?
0: Uh yeah, we've got uh twelve. Woo! <laughs> Woo!
2: Where did you find these points? Because if, we're not going to do all, be able to do all twelve. So where can people find these points?
0: Pick your favorite uh, eleven. We'll just do eleven. <laughs> Well, look, look I mean we've they all kind of overlap and stuff a bit too yeah so. they're gonna they're gonna start to overlap um, as we as you go up the, up the All right, let's let's, keep going. Let's, let's, keep keep going. But let's let's crank through so so the next one is uh, is of course one that uh, libertarians would be pretty concerned about which would be like you know w- when they're building these these this smart growth and smart cities and all this stuff um, the idea of you know they'll be using eminent domain as one of their means to oh, do it right. you know? and, yep. and, and this is this is something that I think is pretty explicit in in some of the, 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 um, the agenda 21 documents and all this stuff. That's where the Um, fascism
2: comes from. There it is.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's eminent domain. Um, you know, it's, it's stuff like, like where they'll, they'll kind of rezone your property so that, you know, the next time you go to, to do some sort of renovation on it, you find out that you can't do that because of, you know, whatever, some, some new setback that they've put in or, or zoning or, or, whatever you know fuck man um, don't don't talk about setbacks and
2: zoning in this
3: (laughs) in this space this is my safe space getting
2: triggered your trigger
0: (laughs) oh my god you hear zoning and you
2: just start like falling at the
0: mouth (laughs) well that's what this i mean that that, that's that's one of these big that's where you actually see some opposition to this agenda 21 at the local level is that people are coming out when when a town puts through some kind of new town you know town plan or or uh, some new zoning uh zoning ordinance that you have you have had locals in some areas coming out and saying well this is agenda 21 i don't want you taking my property i don't want you Mm -hmm. taking my my property rights um which is which is what zoning is which is what all these you know and that's and you know
3: that's something that i struggle with because that is the most i i don't can i i don't think that not to launch into it, but I, I just, I'm not a political guy and I don't think that the answer is, uh, is political action, but that is probably one of the most persuasive arguments to me is like, you don't realize how much, especially until you've been in that industry, you don't realize how much power the planning commission has and, and, and entities like that. And that's truly local. Now, are you getting a paycheck and are you, you know, I mean, yeah, you're, you're technically a part of government, but planning council you're meeting once every Thursday or once, you know, one Thursday a month or whatever it is and just voting up or down on shit. And, um, dude, they have so much power over local, uh, over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is a really, really great way to fight a lot of that stuff. I mean, not, you can't go through, you can't, because they because all the, the municipality ordinances are already written. And so it would be, right. you know, it would be illegal, um, to alter them without generally some kind of planning commission resolution or something
2: like that. You could have said and that in a different way. It would have been funnier. It would be illegal to do that, you know? Hmm.
3: Yeah, I know it's it weird, would, but it would be I mean, illegal.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can you believe this?
3: <laughs> it is. illegal. That, that was almost like Ron Paulian.
2: Yeah. It's, it is illegal. <laughs>
3: like a weird mouse squeal. Illegal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I mean that's that's an incredible way to fight a lot of that stuff, and that's truly you're
0: just really <laughs> bare bones defending property rights. Yeah, right. right. Um, yeah, well, and that's that's one like one of the big things. This is probably getting into one of the other points here, so, so we can we can kind of kill two birds with one stone here, not to uh, not to offend any birds who may be on the call here. Offend them. Offend them. Is essentially the, the way the way this thing, whole thing gets implemented is that you have these local city councils basically working directly with with the UN or or, or taking on these sort of uh, planning protocols and stuff that have been drawn up by the UN. Um, and I, I think, Tim, you've, you've looked into like how, what is it, the APA? Well, was essentially, yeah. I mean, so, so the way that, that I mean, we, we started going through the how this all got implemented and essentially you had this Agenda 21, which put out this blasé document that Joe was talking about. Then there were some other documents, you know, written after that. And then that started to, I mean, it basically really just started to to influence um, the the discussions about, I mean, this idea of sustainable development was something that a lot of people latched onto pretty quickly, especially people in the planning community, um, certainly in the architecture world, um, green building, green design is is huge now that really all came out kind lid, of the end of the 1990s. Low impact design and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, lead, lead, whatever, you know. Yeah, stuff. well, both, lid and lead. <laughs> yep, and so um, so that's kind of how a lot of this stuff has come down, is that, again, none of this, like, there's no f- federal, I mean, there are federal regulations related to a lot of this stuff, but, um, you know, like, Bill Clinton created some, like, new department for environmental something, something that that was apparently based on this um but essentially these things all get these recommendations all get kind of written down and distilled down and you have organizations like the american planning association who starts to really document and again put out more documents and recommendations for their members about well this is a this is how you this is a proper way to um, to handle a planning process within a town, when a town wants to go through and do a comprehensive plan, um, you know these are the things you ask. These are the things you should care about, and they kind of direct that whole discussion. So that so that that goes kind of directly. It kind of bypasses the federal government, bypasses sometimes even the state government, and goes right to the local, where the local a local government will hire you know a planner to come in. And put, work with the town and they have all kinds of, of town hearings and meetings and and workshops and all this stuff to get people together to say what's important to you in this town, you know, what are your value? And I've, I've gone to some of these um, um, just, just in my own town, you know, locally just to kind of to see what the process is. And it's kind of thing where people write things down in sticky notes and they put them up all around the room and and then they, they take all that back and then they summarize it and they say this is what we've heard this is what we think your priorities are. And they, they spell out this whole thing. Um, you know, that, that's kind of how the planning process works. And then th- they eventually come up with maybe a master plan for the town that might have more or less detail, whether it's, it could just be a zoning type of things where they're saying this zone is going to be residential, this zone, we're going to allow multifamily. This zone is going to be mixed use, commercial, whatever. Um, or it can get very detailed where they're saying, you know, this street is going to be designed this way. There's, there's, um, uh, you know, all these, all these philosophies about the best way to design a street now to incorporate bike traffic and and yeah. buses and pedestrians and um, all that kind of stuff. They even get into architectural design where if it's like a historic district, they'll say, um, you know, every house, you have to have a, a gable roof on your house. You can't have flat roofs. Um, houses along this street are all going to have front porches and, um, and be in, you know, have columns and what they can get very specific some of these design guidelines for the buildings that might eventually get built right i don't these, i don't you know. think people
3: realize that how insane the detail is on zoning and how to build a building And and I, that is something that I don't think that people that are not in that world realize. I mean, they, they will, they will outline percentages of window that you need to have showing on a certain side of a street, percentages of masonry, percentage, rhythmic rhythms and articulations and, and all of that all along the side of the building. And I mean, they will make it look conform to the way that they want it to look. Um, And, and I mean, you go in a lot of the time, I mean, there are projects that you are just by the, the shape of the lot and by the zoning restrictions where there's basically just one way you can design it like it's just you're like okay take ada and all the zoning regulations and here's just what you get like i have absolutely no flexibility to do anything this is it Right. right
0: right parking requirements all that crap yep so anyway so that that's really how this gets this gets worked down from from the un you know agenda 21 down to the local level is that it's it's just it's really become part of the zeitgeist i think in in the planning community and in in the architectural community and among among town planners town governments um it's really just they've they've generated the demand for for this kind of thing um the problem is that the thing that people are demanding Is something that other people already own, which is you know their own property. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. The ability to 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 build on it.
2: You got to remember the the it's it's an action plan, so it's not even binding. Like you said, it's it's quote unquote voluntary, but. You know, the United States in particular, I mean, has a vested interest in in doing this anyway. As you said, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is basically saying the same things Agenda 21 was saying. I got to peruse through the documents, but I believe you're there. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's almost what's more sinister is that it's just a a suggestion. (laughs) You know, it's like it's not even binding. It's not even obvious. It's, It's just, hey, do this. And then the U.S., which... Almost will never ratify a UN treaty into the Senate. Um, we'll still follow these things because it recognizes, hey, we could take this and use it distinctly for ourselves. We don't have to follow what they say, but maybe some of this centralization here we could we could use. Yeah, that's so sinister well, about it. And, and I mean, it's ultimately implemented on the local level. Right, and, local and, level it's absolutely. And,
1: yep.
3: and it seems and you know, all it takes is one smooth brain at the fucking city council to go say, Oh my God, look at, you know, the river district in this one city. And they implemented all of these things and like, and have
2: absolutely no clue on what it takes to implement it or, or the sacrifices that you're going to make.
3: And yeah. that, that's, yeah.
2: and especially well, it, local level <laughs> politics is all about winning. Right. And so yeah. <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with appealing to anybody. It's just about winning. And so, yeah, if this idea wins, if you can sugarcoat it enough, that and and yeah. people have been w- very willing to have this idea implemented around them, uh, yeah, you're right. It, this is it's kind of creepy how bottom up it actually is.
0: Yeah. Well, and these these planning meetings too. So so um, there's this book by uh, Rosa Corey is her name, and she's a real like anti Agenda 21 person. Mm-hmm. She, she's got a, um, she created this thing called Democrats Against Agenda 21. Like she's actually comes very much from from like the left like mainstream leftist kind of person um but and and she's actually her 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 job is like she's basically like like an appraiser for caltrans you know the the california transit company um which is a state state organization and she basically her job is to appraise like when um when they do an eminent domain um taking or whatever she her job is like to to appraise the property you know to, to work out how much they would pay the person f- for the thing but then but she kind of got into this very much unaware of, of what it all was just just based on like getting involved in her local community up in like sonoma where um where all the, like some of this stuff was starting to happen that there was like this big redevelopment project that she uh, was opposed to and just going through all this stuff, she kind of found her way into this into this whole thing, and, and ultimately realized that it's all kind of come down from this Agenda 21 stuff. Um, and and she talks about these with these planning meetings. What she says is that that they're actually what she calls a, a Delphi mind control uh, process, <laughs> which <laughs> which which sounds awesome. Uh, what it is 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 basically she says, essentially the, the whole meeting is framed to to achieve a certain conclusion so you know so you get everybody in there so that you can say like oh look we've got buy-in from all these people you know from all the locals but but during the course of the meeting you essentially you kind of frame stuff in a certain way and then you you kind of pick and choose you know which which suggestions you put up on the board um, to essentially marginalize any opposition to to the project yeah you know, and, well, and it's and so, all these. Sorry, Joe. It's it's. Yeah, I'm ahead. thinking of one recent meeting that I went to, and it's these questions they ask, It's all these false choices. So it's like, do yeah. you do you value historic properties? And it's, <laughs> it's like, well, who's, who's going to say no to that, right? But but what they're really asking is, you know, should the government um, have, you know, should your local government, right, yeah, yeah, have more control over the development of historic yeah. property and things like that. Um, yeah. do you develop green open space do you you know yeah, do you uh, do see value, how utilitarian um, it is it's type. it's you,
2: just we already know that government is the most efficient so here how do we like do you yeah. want to be efficient right. or not it's all right. it's <laughs> so utility i'm telling you dude it's neoliberals. yeah <laughs> 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 blaming the neolibs today gents <laughs> when, when,
0: when can we start owning the neolibs? Yeah,
3: right. Sorry, yeah, when can yeah. we turn on the neolibs? Destroying historic buildings to own the neolibs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's it. Jesus, what like was it. that? <laughs> Three? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: or four. So i another another thing about these um about these these kind of local the way this whole you know, global to local thing works. Is that, um, and this is. So we're actually we're actually ticking off a couple of of our our other items here. Good, good, good. Right, we're good. good we're making we're making progress all we right all got right a little bit we um, gotta make this our agenda that, 22 is to get you, this yeah, list you guys should have seen the outline that we gave to tom woods when he had us on his program <laughs>
2: did you wait did you give it to tom Woods? He <laughs>
0: he's like uh we, we're not gonna ta- get into any of this stuff <laughs> right. did you get did you <laughs> he give was like uh, it to actually woods? we're not talking about any of this we're gonna talk about bigfoot <laughs> 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 yeah that would have been rad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so this uh So, so, so this is something that, you know, people who tend to be more nationalists get all worked up about, because basically what they say is, oh, look, well, you know, because of this process, you're bypassing any of our national state government um, checks and balances, democratic checks and balances. And so, so you're essentially having these, and, and what they're also doing is they're creating these like regional boards, which are, you know, it's not like a state board. It's, it's a, it's a region. So it's, it's not. It's basically an NGO, essentially a non governmental yep. organizations, and um, and you know basically the 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 slippery slope theory is that well these these NGO or these regional boards are becoming the new governments you know that that are con- that are controlling all these local communities and all this you know it's, so essentially what what, the, what kind of nationalist people get worked up about is oh well this is you know it's destroying your national sov- sovereignty and there's there's no checks and balances. Um, which, you know, as, as a, an anarchist, I'm not really that worked up about national, national sovereignty and all that stuff. (laughs) Like, right. It's like, these people actually think that the national government is there to protect their property. (laughs) It's like, come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's always like kind of a tricky situation because it's like, they're not there to protect your property, but they're there to protect their property, which is you from a worse enemy, (laughs) maybe. And like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So so you know so so there's, there's all these concerns about about losing, you know, national sovereignty as well as local sovereignty because um because when your local government government signs up to um to one of these regional boards, essentially it's taking on it's agreeing to um to implement whatever regulations this regional board sets up. You know, yeah. so so essentially you you you're losing that local control as well.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I mean <laughs> that that's if there is a if there is an excuse to get involved in politics, like the local level, does seem to be it, it's it's pretty crazy how much power you can have if you if yeah. you choose to exercise it.
0: Um, yeah, and that's actually this this Rosa Corey. You know, she, she's she's very much an activist in in all this stuff, and, and you know she's she's at every local meeting, thumping the table, and all this stuff. She yeah. goes around teaching other people how to do the same, and and uh, there have been a lot of like local. Governments and um, and towns and even states that have that have essentially passed legislation or, or resolutions or whatever, saying that expli- explicitly, kind of say like, "Look, we're not going to go along with this Agenda 21 stuff," and and if even like, I think New Hampshire has actually done some sort of a, a ban um, against it. But, yeah. So yeah. let me. So that um, that kind of gets me to a point because you know I work in New Hampshire. I work with with zoning codes in a lot of towns in New Hampshire. Um, so let me. Let me say this like that's I understand what she's doing you know with Rosa Corey and other people coming out and, and Pro protest, protesting all this stuff um, is all fine and well and good. but it's not like these this agenda 21 you know all these these this loss of property rights and stuff this isn't anything new. It's just kind of an, an addendum to these very oppressive zoning regulations that yep. have existed for almost a century that's now, i mean that's you know, a good point in yep. most places i mean that like like your control over your property was lost decades ago that's a good point. um in most places um the fact that that you know someone comes in and says well you, you know you already can't build on 50 percent of your property mm. um and now we found a wetland over here in this corner of your property <laughs> so now there's another there's another you know 50 foot setback there that you can't build on i mean it's just yeah it's just it's just it's just a, a slight adjustment. You know, it's not like, like those rights have were, were lost long ago um, through the zoning process, Yep. Um, yep which, yep. which is, there are some towns that don't have zoning um, in place, but for, for anybody that doesn't know, I just want to touch on the wetlands issue here, which is
3: if you're in land development is like so brutal. Yeah. If there is any trace of moving water. or even standing water Liquid.
2: on
0: on a property, there or, is or ch- sorry, or you can have vernal pools, which don't actually have water most of the time. What the yes. fuck is a vernal, <laughs> right.
2: What is the fuck it's is a seasonal, vernal pool? What it's, is a that? Seasonal, it's, it's a seasonal. It's like
0: a seasonal wet area that you know <laughs> has, like salamanders that live it's in. It's basically a puddle. Yeah, my, my ass <laughs> crack. <laughs> they,
3: they can declare it a wetlands, and then you have. Do you want to just take a stab, bird, at what permit you have to get, or what department controls the permitting process for that? The just DMV. Take a stab.
2: The DMV. <laughs> Even more insane. <laughs> the uh, the, uh, the DEP. Uh, nope. I don't it know is, which one.
3: It's the Army Corps of Engineers. What? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Why? That seems That's like a, a clerical error.
3: Permit or An individual permit and In that process, if it's an individual permit, can take
2: years. That sounds like a Mm -hmm. clerical error that they like. While they were designing this, we're like, ah, just get the army to do it. Because because they declare it, and you can hop in and correct me if I'm
3: wrong here, Tim. But they declare it technically a navigable water. Is that right? Is that their loophole? Um, Are
0: you
3: fucking nuts? I'm not sure. I don't
0: know the the, really the genesis of that, but I know you know when you think about like. I was just down in Florida on vacation, um, and you know, think about the Everglades down there. Actually, Professor CJ, who you guys had on a couple episodes ago, shout um, out—he has a great episode about the way that the Everglades were developed, and you know, that was all Army Corps of Engineers um, kind of stuff. And so they've kind of, they've, yeah, I mean, I guess they've they've taken on, you know, they do a lot of like dredging and ports.
2: Hold on, now what? Just so I can be sure about this, the Army Corps of Engineers is. Someone just make sure I I know what this is. Build- yeah, it's it's it's
3: just, <laughs> well, the engineering, it's just the engineering part. Like wing, wing of the, of, the army. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: it's engineers board. with guns.
3: Yeah, it's oh, nice. You know, they're they're the guys like in combat. They're the guys like my dad built an Air Force base
0: uh. and and
3: so they go in and they basically t- take a piece of property, defend it, and build something.
2: Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, they also to do a lot a of domestic,
3: domestic stuff. Combat. They have like combat engineers that go out and like, they'll like blow up bridges and they work with explosives and stuff like that.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's but pretty much what I figured. Or,
3: you know, the peaceful units that aren't deployed are some, you know, sometimes dredging ports and dredging the intercoastal waterway. And I don't know all mm-hmm. this shit. Right. They do a lot of work with like the levees
0: in New Orleans. And levies, and yeah, All kinds of nas- a national lot of heroes, gentlemen, nas- national heroes
2: like that. show, show them some respect. They are national <gasps> American heroes. They are American National American American heroes. A-N-A. <laughs> the, yeah, <A-N-A-A-N-A-H. laughs>
3: but I mean so so I mean I was recently on a project where there was a there was a intermittent stream and we had to go through and get a permit from the Army Corps of Engineers and it delayed the thing like six months, seven did, months. Did you have to uh, go into
2: yeah. a recruiting yeah. office? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no. Hey guys! No. <laughs> For
2: the <laughs> you can get a lot of pussy in Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's next? Yeah. What
0: is it? All right. So, do you want to try to get back on track here? Yeah. Well, Joe, why don't you lump four five and six? Uh, see if you can lump those. All yeah. Way. Well, so, so we, we've actually just kind of covered seven and eight. So I think we're, I think we're good on okay. that. So, good. Uh, so, so we'll, we'll step back into, so that was our, our sort of no, national, uh, concerns. If we go back to four five and six is our local concern. So this is essentially like, what's the actual plan to develop specific, like the specific plan to develop cities. Like how do we actually want to want to do it? Um, and the big, the big thing here is what they call smart growth, which is <laughs> essentially. <laughs>
2: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not funny.
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's essentially this idea. It's sort of a bastardization of, of do you guys know who Jane Jacobs is? No. no. Um, so she, she wrote this book called the death and life of great American cities mm-hmm. uh, back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. And essentially it, it's, it's a really good, um, it, it's, it's an excellent book where she's um, it's, it's almost like a Hayekian view of how cities work and, and sort of really looking at it kind of from the street level and, um, to see like, okay, you know, why, why is this neighborhood here? Why is this neighborhood so lively compared to this other neighborhood over there, which is just kind of dead and, and nobody wants to go there. Um, and she kind of cracked the code as to, to how cities work and, and uh, you know, what, what elements you need to have to, to get like a vibrant neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially the, the idea of smart growth is to sort of take, the conclusions that that she came up with as well as some other kind of you know developments like like incorporating transit and stuff like that um and sort of apply it everywhere so essentially it's, you know it's basically like to take like Greenwich Village in the 60s and then make every town in the in America look like that, that sort of thing okay um <laughs> but 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 the the idea is basically it's it's like um you know you've got like in the center of the street, you've got like a, a street tram, you know, tr- like public public transit um, sort of system. And then you've got, you've got car lanes and you might have like one or two car lanes. Um, and then beside that, you might have like some on-street parking and then you might have a median strip to protect your bike lane because you've got a bike lane on, on either side. And then you've got your sidewalk for pedestrians. And so the idea is, uh, that you get all these different modes of transport incorporated into this, you know, into this one street, and then of course on either side of the street you've got your your mixed use developments where you've got you know commercial or retail or something on the first floor, mm-hmm. and then residential on, on the floors above that, and that could be, you know, could be could be high rise or it could be you know like a low rise, you know, three story, four story walk up that sort of hey, thing.
2: You're, it's funny you are just describing New York right now. So Yeah, it,
0: yeah. Well, that, that's, I mean, that's funny. the thing is, is that essentially it's just like, well, look, this works in New York. Why can't it work everywhere else? Because yeah, right. it does, because um, frankly,
2: it doesn't work in New York. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the entire premise was built on a flimsy foundation. Yeah, everybody yeah, thinks exactly. New York works <laughs> so well. Work. Everybody thinks you New know, York works so well. We are one subway shutdown from absolute chaos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's where a lot of the concern with this stuff comes from is, is that, you know, it, it creates this, this dependency yeah, on, on this dependency. government infrastructure. Sure. On, you know? on
2: centralized infrastructure. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. One um, of the things that
0: Jane Jacobs was really railing against was, um, her observations came out of, of an observation of the, um, the urban development efforts of the 1950s and 1960s, yeah. where they were just leveling, you know, neighborhoods and, um, you know, just putting a, a elevated expressway across a town or putting in these, these hideous kind of big, you know, concrete buildings and things like we, we've talked about like government center in, in boston yeah brutalist um, architecture another thing at we we all
2: yeah we hit on that <laughs> on our last episode too right exactly that's another creepy thing that brutalism <laughs> stuff. i wanted to get you guys yeah. to talk about architectural like aesthetic philosophy man we got to do this again i didn't think <laughs> yeah. we were going to talk about conspiracies <laughs> uh, <come on. laughs>
0: we've got priorities <laughs> so anyways so, yeah so, so, so we're trying so, to save you know, the so world jane here. Jacobs was was seeing all this, all this, um, this centrally planned urban development, and saying, "No, this is all wrong." You know, the way that this stuff, this stuff has to happen naturally, has to happen organically, kind of from the bottom up. Um, and so, what you have now with this Joe this called kind of smart growth stuff, and it's not—I mean, this is—it's really just like modern urban design. Like <laughs> this is just yeah. kind of the the, the way um, planners look at the world. Um, and and there are some good, there are a lot of good things about that, but anyways, that, that's kind of where we're at. But uh, they're looking at it as, well, this is some, now that we understand it, this is something that can now be centrally planned. Yes. You know, now that we understand it properly. Um, <laughs> sure. Which, <laughs> Back to know, the technocratic I, shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, you know, I, I think that it's, that it's gotten away again from the Jane Jacobs idea, which is much more, I would say, market-based, you know, much more um, really libertarian. I mean, Murray Rothbard spoke pretty favorably about Jane Jacobs and um, she Jane Jacobs is kind of um, she's kind of everything to everyone right? oh, okay. yeah. if, if you're if you're someone on the left she did a lot of like like local kind of political activism stuff um, that a lot of people liked um, for us libertarians we, we look at it, as Joe said the kind of the Hayek- Hayekian concepts that she put out there with regards to cities and I mean I, I don't know it's actually I, I think looking at her work and kind of promoting some of her ideas is a good way to to make common ground with, with a lot of people who are interested in some of these issues. Mm. Yeah. Jane Jacobs, Mm. uh, Glenn Jacobs, grandmother.
2: Yeah. Didn't you didn't know (laughs) she's coming on the podcast next week.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> We're going to get her an AOC on she, the same she, episode. She could throw a mean left hook, too. Yep. Yeah, few talk about this. Yeah, few. Yeah. <laughs> Not many, seven know. feet. T-
3: Jane Jacobs, seven feet tall. Seven feet tall. <laughs> seven feet tall. <laughs> Marie Rothbard spoke favorably of her because he was under
2: duress. Seven foot tall, 600 pound Antarctic Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> who wants Mixed to bring use. you freedom? <laughs> <laughs> Tram car! <laughs> Hulkish Nazis for liberty. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's great. what great. All right, what's, what's What, 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 uh, what right. we got next? All right, All right so let's here's
3: the Now the, thing. that we <laughs> utterly just made a mockery of <laughs> that serious point. What, what,
2: what, I think we do that <laughs> after every good point they make, we go, you we're going to scrub that one. <laughs> just shoot it down. <laughs> that's good yeah let's let's finish this guy up let's 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 cap this off this i'm i'm freaked out i'm genuinely looking at pictures of greenwich village right now freaking out
0: (laughs) 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 well so 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 what that what they're getting at there is is that you know there's this there's this broader idea that um that the world is urbanizing more people are moving into cities um you know we need to design cities well um, and again, there's some legitimacy there. Um, you know, there are people out there um, who are there, there's a big like if you think libertarian is is kind of contentious, you get into debates between like urbanists and suburbanists. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There are people out there who kind of pr- promote really both um, both of these of these sides, and that's kind of what this this Agenda 21 fear is getting at is that uh, this fear really this fear of urbanism um, where they're trying to to focus a lot of people into these urban centers where they can be more easily, you know, controlled. They they become dependent on government infrastructure, on government transit, um, ultimately on on all these other kind of government systems, um, and then that there's going to be less support for for outlying areas. And you know, our stance is that. You know just just take away the support for the urban stuff and take away the you know the the roads and the utilities and all this stuff state-sponsored stuff out in the suburbs take that all away and let the chips fall where they may sure um because there's been a lot of subsidization in the past of of suburbia as well but anyways that that's really um what this fear of of kind of urbanization and urban design um is related to agenda 21 here so you want to go on the next one joe yeah yeah so um I think. Oh, yeah. Well, and going along with that, I mean, just to sort of expand on point Tim was just making is that <clears throat> what people say is that is that this plan, there's, there's the idea of this, um, what's this called? The Wilderness Project, or, or I think now it's oh, called the Wilderness Network. Uh, Have you heard of this?
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> are you talking about like, uh, I, I remember that from development in Denver where they were like, there was some saying they always had about like returning things. Oh, fuck. What was it? Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, like basically, yeah. especially for stormwater, like making sure that it's. You go with yours. Uh, go with yours.
0: Possibly. Well, this is, I mean, again, I haven't. So there's this, there was this UN report. This is prior to the uh, agenda 21 thing, which is like the UN biodiversity report, which is like a 1300 page document or something like that. Um, and God knows what's in it, but um, apparently what's come out of that is. The idea of uh, this 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 wilderness project, where they want to have essentially areas of of the U.S. that are off limits to humans, that are basically just allowed. They call it rewilding, so they're they will trying trying to allow things to go back to you know some sort of mythical you know natural state, um, you know outside of any human human uh, interference, and so they want to have these these corridors. Going like all over America to allow migrations for wild animals and that sort of thing. Yep, I there's like people who are like who are like reintroducing big carnivores back onto land, like like you know cougars and um, you know mountain lions and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and wolves, um, which of course pisses off a lot of farmers because these things are attacking all their cattle and sure. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, yeah, but 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 the, but. Essentially, where, where you can take this, the idea of this wilderness land is that it's creating all these no go zones for humans. So essentially, it's like, well, you can't live there, you know. So it's it's gonna we're gonna force people to move into cities, um, right? So, so, you know, to, to make to make room for all this this wilderness. Um, and you know, some people have said, oh, look, what they're what they're trying to do is create like the Hunger Games, where you've got these you know your different your different cities, which are all, all separated from each other. And um, you know, and then nothing else in are Like no, it's uninhabitable in between those, um, which I I think is a little bit of a stretch. There's a, there's this map you can get if you Google Wildlands Project Map. There's this map that I can't remember. I think Tim knows a bit more about who, how how it came about. But I think some was, guys, I think this map was actually done by somebody who is protesting this project. Yeah. He actually kind of looked at what they were saying and and then tried to map it out and basically showed yeah. like. You know, it's like the red zones are no go zones, and there's orange, which is like the kind of land use is really tightly controlled. And then there's like green zones, which is where people can actually live. Wait, what what can like, I
2: search for this exactly?
0: What can I search so I can see what uh, you're talking about? Search wild, wildlands project map. You'll probably find as it. As
3: required by the UN Convention on Biological Diversity, Wildlands Project, UN and US man and biosphere programs, and the World Heritage Program as a vital step in attaining sustainable development. Yep. Wait, does your yeah. map say required or mandated? As required by the UN yeah. Convention on Biological Diversity. etc. Oh, et that's
2: so weird because my map says mandated, and what's funny? Well, is, yeah, in IR, those are two different the, things. The they mean guys. two different words.
0: That's you got to you got to take it with a grain of salt because, as Tim said, I, I'm pretty sure that map was created by someone who's who's like protesting all this. So he's basically kind of trying to to show like, look, this is how bad it could be. <laughs> Mm, um okay the, the actual the actual website for like the 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 official thing for this is is dot okay and they do have other maps in there where they show like these these corridor these migration corridors and stuff like that uh for specific regions we should get um, them
3: on bird just dunk through <laughs> the un
2: <laughs> yeah the un okay. let's go yeah. straight to <laughs> the top all right good good <laughs> yeah
0: so uh Yeah, so 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 the idea is that they're going to be you know pushing people out of these areas, cramming everyone into cities in these uh, you know pack them and stack them uh, mixed-use developments um, where you know where where everything is uh, provided by the government under under this technocratic uh, world government because um, we all need wild places to thrive yes it.
2: we all gotta get wild <laughs> sometimes
0: yeah yeah
2: we all gotta well, get we all need v- wild places v-
0: to allow other things to thrive
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like i like ducks but don't fucking rezone my land for a for a duck what the fuck yeah <laughs> what <laughs> do that <laughs> Dude, you need to show up at some of these meetings and,
3: and, and okay. crank out some shit like that, because that was insane what you just said. I don't it's even true. know what it meant. Car,
2: if there's an endangered duck on my property, they're going to fucking rezone it. That's not a lie. That's... <laughs> <laughs> just because it's a duck doesn't mean it's not a threat.
0: <laughs> and you call yourself a bird.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think birds are ducks. Aren't they, like, classified as something else? <laughs>
0: Yeah they, they they're a relative of the platypus.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like half duck. I mean, the ducks are the weird bird. ones. Oh, yeah, the I platypus guess. is the original. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about
0: cryptids. Go Every animal in Australia is a cryptid. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I do have some Australian cryptids that I was going to bring you guys, but that might have to wait till the next time. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> no,
3: look, yeah, yeah time. But because at we, this point, we, need, I we need, need that to take up a whole volume of space.
2: <laughs> we, no, we do. Because yeah. if you're going to throw a crypt, you can, I'm going to have an aneurysm. If you throw another conspiracy on top of this, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We, we won't go there today. Uh, What's our, yeah, last, so, do we have one more? Point or right? I, I think we're, 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 we're almost done. Um, so there's one which honestly I don't give a shit about open borders. They're worried about you know immigration. Whatever. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, that's going will um,
2: come with this, obviously. Yeah.
0: Shut them down. Wall. Um, wall. And then of course, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, people wall with are to the be at you. on one side of it. <laughs> An animal wall. An animal wall. Yeah. The wall well, of the actually- people can't go to where the animals are. With, with these, with, with part of this whole Wildlands Project thing, there's the idea that they'll have these like um, these like animal overpasses over oh, like freeways off. and stuff. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> no, that's real. That already that yeah. exists. What yeah. do you yeah, mean yeah, animal overpa-
2: What are they gonna fucking read the sign and go, yeah, this is for me? What? <laughs>
0: the- <laughs> no, it's, it's basically just a bridge with like grass on top of it. Yeah. What, what the fuck does that and, uh, mean?
2: What does but, that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? So okay, what do they Dude, wait?
3: Are you on the wildlandsnetwork.org website? Our
0: new homepage.
2: Uh, I'm <laughs> shit! I've got to get on it right now. Yeah, a, if you scroll down, there's a green bridge on there. Seriously, yeah,
0: yeah, it, it, yeah. it's right on there. Yeah, but the thing is, if you have a look at that thing, and this is something I heard some other podcast saying, these 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 guys, uh, I think it was like defending Utah podcast, and these guys <gasps> Wait, had a pretty what? good take on a lot of this. Stuff. It's it was actually like a, like a pretty good, you know, reasonably like libertarian kind of podcast. But these guys like. They came at this stuff from, like, really, like, the angle of, of like, how is this affecting kind of the local farmers oh, and okay, stuff. And, okay, okay, okay. Um, and so, uh, but what they said about these things was that they basically look like that thing, you know, okay, yeah, it's an animal over- overpass, but what it really is is a checkpoint. You know, so they're essentially saying, like, you know, <laughs> once that thing's built, then uh, then all you got to do is put a little gate inside it with a, with a guy with a gun stand in there, and, right. and you can control you know who
2: who gets through and who doesn't I yeah. I want, yeah. I want yeah. to call I mean, this fucking that, bridge so dumb but it actually looks kind of cool It looks rad as hell I, look, look cool. I can't yeah. lie. Yeah. it I was going to say it was fucking dumb but <laughs> I guess number 1 if it if it stops you know people hitting deer I mean we should it, But it won't It won't right cuz deer <laughs> are the exact type of It'll animal that just a slaughter of dead deer right next to the Right. Ladder. That's but that's the thing. <laughs> deer this the only functional purpose of this is to make it so that human beings don't die because they hit deer, but deer are so fucking dumb they won't use these well they exactly. won't use
3: it and if they did let me tell you what's going to happen in like wyoming and western colorado is people are going to be rolling through with guns on the back of their pickups and just taking them out oh and, yeah and that's how they're oh, gonna they hunt. I, like, oh, I guarantee you know it. What? that is what would happen in western you know what, car yeah, car park, i'm park down I'm down the for yeah, for yeah they would just sit there and just shoot i'm deer. really i'm it. in
2: i'm in <laughs> now i'm in because that's yeah amazing. which which
3: frankly is fine it sounds like that sounds
2: american as fuck yeah hell yeah
3: <laughs> machine gunning put a, deer. put a bar next to it, man. Yeah, I know,
2: right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> bar and deer checkpoint. <laughs> <laughs> this is how capitalism wins once again. Uh, put a goddamn yes, tavern. Put a yes, yes. tavern, it back. Put we a put tavern our bar next up that son of it. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! That is a dumb idea. That's yeah. It's
3: it's bad. That's so. But but I guess the next point would be like, well, the only way that we could keep deer from to use this rather than crossing the road would be to fence in the entire highway, and that would go to your point of the checkpoint. (laughs) Just fucking let the deer. Just (laughs) let the deer (laughs) die.
2: Just let the stupid deer get hit by cars. I mean, (laughs) wouldn't it be better to just like spike off the front of your car than to like breed and then to make the deer stay in? Make the deer fear. That's what I say. Make them this, this, fear this us. We,
0: this is how we achieve our Mad Max world that we all desire. Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Spike up the front of your car and make those fucking deers remember us. That's At this yeah. point, that's the solution. <laughs> I just, I wonder,
3: like, by the very nature of a lot of these green bridges, if they wanted to make a checkpoint, like, that's... Really tough to oh, really yeah. defend oh, if people wanted car, to get, get car, through. You know what is <laughs> yeah. going to be
2: on every single one of those checkpoints? A speed Reinforcements
3: camera. are a long way away.
2: A speed camera <laughs> is going to be on every single one of those things. Every single one, there's going to be a speed camera underneath so that whenever you go under, it knows exactly who you are, where you are, and how fast you're going. That's yeah, all the that this Plus, your
0: car is going to have its, you know, your, your smart sensor in it. Um, you know, tracking where you're going anyways.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Um, At this point, it doesn't your, make a difference.
0: Right. Your, your, your shoes your, your will smart have sensor smart That, that can shut it. off the ignition if, uh, you know, if they want to, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but you know, yep. the deer will be just fucking fine, right? They'll be okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, they're smart deer, so that's how they're going to get them to use the bridge.
2: Have you ever seen yeah. any animal? Like, really, when you're driving down these highways, road roadkill is not that common. I mean, there's a trillion yeah. different kinds of animals— Uh, everywhere you see a dead raccoon every once in a while what the fuck are they building these bridges for it's not for (laughs) protecting the animals they don't give a fuck
0: (laughs) i don't know we had we had this this past fall up in maine here um, we had something that, that came to be known as squirrel
2: apocalypse. Like <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm already in. <laughs> you
0: know about this word?
2: No, but I'm already in. I already like Yeah, I'm way
0: in. So, it, so apparently like last year there was like a bumper crop of acorns yeah. up around here or something. <laughs> okay. And so all these squirrels had all these little baby squirrels. And then by this, this past fall, all these little squirrels were growing up and they were all, you know, but now there weren't quite as many acorns as there had been the year before. So these squirrels were just going crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) And you would see, I mean, it was like, it was like the walking dead of squirrels, like driving down the road, (laughs) some of these roads around here. It's like, like, every 20 feet, there's just a squirrel carcass. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they're just, they're just zipping in front of your car, left to right. I mean, you know, squirrel, you see that all the time up here, but it, this was, like, otherworld. The, the most popular Halloween costume up here this year was, like, a, a dead, you know, roadkill squirrel. <laughs> that's hilarious.
2: Uh, I love Maine's sense we... of humor. Yeah,
0: yeah, I <laughs> yeah, dig it. That's all we, that's it's, all we got. It's so cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <We>
2: got... <laughs> It's so cynical and coastal, just like the rest of us.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, guys, yeah. this, this is why we need population control. Right. I mean, it's... Right. Right. Right yeah there, you know
2: yeah once that right. shit starts yeah. happening teaching hu- us something it once <laughs> yeah. that shit starts happening with humans we are screwed once <laughs> once humans are just dying on the sides of the streets <laughs> Jesus, oh (laughs) fuck!
0: All right, just just running across the street looking for food. Oh
2: shit! It's Dave. He's gone. Oh
0: god! Dress up as him for Halloween. just (laughs) (laughs) to remember
2: him. Your memento memento mori to Dave is fucking. You dress up as his corpse for Halloween. (laughs) Oh Christ! Uh, Are you well? Got it. So basically, bad year for Dave's we're going to our, we're going to cock ourselves as a species to deer because i guess deer need to be protected that's yeah. what i found out
0: <sighs> Wild world we live in my friend oh yeah oh yes <laughs> yeah so what do we have any more or? we've uh, the only other one i think that we've missed is is international wealth redistribution so this oh, whole thing good. Right. is you know th- it's just another excuse to basically it's like the climate change thing where they say oh look all yeah. these all these poor countries are suffering more from climate change so the rich countries have to send them a bunch of money um there's a whole other angle to this which sure. which i came up with <laughs> which is uh oh i like this have you guys have you guys read the uh the confessions of an economic hitman
3: yeah no, a long I've time ago but that's thing. wild yeah yeah
0: it's and and if you read um the agenda 21 like like the, literally the first chapter of it is all about uh, we need to develop resources in the in the developing world in in, in the third world mm. and give them some loans if if you've if you've read yeah confession of economic hitman it's it's pretty much that thing to a t i mean again it's it's the neoliberal thing it's um you know it's basically yeah we're going to use use the world bank yep. to uh to to finance these things yeah. and then it's essentially it's just a money funnel into the all of the connected you know contractors miners consultants you know whoever whoever's doing this stuff um and I, and actually there's a way you can look at this where essentially like all the rest of this agenda 21 stuff is just like a sort of shell cover in order to enable this right. you know in, in order to just funnel funnel money into all these these right. the same the same kind of you know, guys that are involved in that economic hitman stuff. Yeah, you know, and, and that and that happens not only in the third world with, with developing the resources and stuff there but as what but with all these redevelopment projects oh, yeah. in the US uh, in the local level it, it's it's like the same formula you know yep. it's, it's basically you have some consultants come in and and spin up all these these great you know statistics about about how much tax revenue this new project is going to generate and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then you, you know the, so the local council takes up takes on all this debt or gets financing from some grants or whatever and all the money gets funneled to these developers and contractors and consultants and everything. Yep. Well, and then ultimately, so, ultimately, the local population can't actually support it, right? Yep. They can't. They get the initial project, but they can't maintain it. If it's an electrical, you know, a power station or something, they can't actually afford the electricity. Um, so then they have all this debt. They can't fund it, um, and then they go back to the World Bank and back to the U.S. or whoever else, saying, you know, we can't. We we need more money. Um, yeah. They get in debt and then, you know, the U.S. says, well, uh, you know, someday I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Someday I'm going to ask you for a favor. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's that kind of thing where, where it, um, you know, ultimately the U.S. or U.N. or whoever is able to get their fingers into the other countries and to get them to go along with whatever their their agenda is. Yeah, Yep, And and if you say anything contrary, you sound like a
3: freaking maniac a lot of the time. And, yeah. you know, we shouldn't be redesigning our city for green or, or building bike lanes and all that crap. Um, I mean, do what you want, like if you've got the money. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you are people look at you like you have three heads a lot of the time. If you if you're like, whoa, 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 like, why are we why are we doing all this? This is a huge, huge project. We had we had one here uh, in Fort Worth. It's like already a complete debacle. Um and surprise surprise army corps of engineers involved. Um, <laughs> that that was redoing the riverfront, mm-hmm. and I mean it's just been, you know, it's like any time a big public organization gets involved in all of that planning for that stuff, you're like, well, when is this going sour? Like it, it's just a matter of yeah, when. Sure. Uh, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be so
0: soon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But
2: Man, that's I'm creeped out. I'm creeped yeah. out. Sure. <laughs> I'm
0: a little creeped. A little- yeah, I mean. The thing is with this stuff is that you know, it's 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 all just a big slippery slope. Yeah, you know, so so each of these things sort of taken on their own, it's like, well, okay, yeah, that, that might work here. That you know, this you apply it in a certain certain locality. Okay, you know, maybe this this town could use a, a complete street where they've got nice bike lanes and stuff. Um, and and if you there's actually so there's an organization called Iclei. I c l e i which that's is um australian is which, that, that australian it, organization? no it, it's an international Ickley. international council of local Environment, environmental yeah. something something but um <laughs> they don't even know what it is that's how uh, they say it every time like yeah.
3: international
0: I, I, I was thinking you, know, you could invent a new cryptid called ickly you know, that goes around destroying cities <laughs> Ickley, Ickley. <laughs> but uh but uh <laughs> what it is it, it, it's essentially like a un ngo that uh that your local governments sign up to and this is where they this is essentially when you sign up to icly it's effectively saying okay we we agree to to do all the agenda 21 stuff mm. Mm. and so and, and there's if you go on the icly website you can see like like pull up a map to see like which local councils have signed on to it and like like my like, you know so the city of adelaide here in australia has signed on to it as well as my local suburb um and it's funny, too, because like now that I understand what all this stuff is, I see it all over the place, like around here. There's like, you know, this this one what they call a bike boulevard, where essentially they, they block off roads to cars, but they allow bikes through, you know, so it yep. creates this this sort of dedicated bike. You know, they call a bike boulevard. Um, there's another one in, in the town, in the city here where they, they tried to c- build one of these like complete streets where they had like, you know, they, they took out some car lanes, put in bike lanes with like meeting strips between the bikes and the cars. Um, and I think it lasted like six months and they started pulling it out again. Cause like everyone hated it. Mm. Um, and so, um, but you know, Having this this broader view of this stuff, you know, you, you kind of see where it all comes from. That, that it's all kind of driven by this this same kind of agenda. Yeah, and again, you um, know, my my takeaway on this is to kind of react to what you just said, like the Ickley thing, right? The, this is one thing that like Rosa Cory and these other people are like, oh, look at Ickley and see if your town has signed up to Agenda Twenty One. But the reality yeah. is that is that it's it's not it's not so much this top down thing. It's really just become part of the zeitgeist. I yeah. think where this is something that that people are are kind of demanding and, and ex- expecting now, um, and that everybody just kind of thinks is is the right thing to do, whether or not that that er- originally came from Agenda 21 or not.
2: It'll be, it'll um, be, funny, if you, it'll be funny if you start supporting, uh, if you start uh, actively like going against these smart cities, and people start, you know, once they become more common, you get told to move to Somalia too. <laughs> right. there's more reasons for people to tell us to move to somalia yeah, they don't have
0: cities there do they yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so you know at the bottom i guess the bottom line for me is that I, what i see is is the, the big problem here is that there's this shift of values where um you know obviously people like us value individual rights individual property rights um you know the the ability to to do kind of with your own property what you like as long as you're not um, causing a problem on on somebody else's property. Um, but there's what this has. I mean, this didn't start with agenda twenty one, but it certainly it has certainly contributed to it. Is that well? No, it's it it it's not it's not the individual that matters. It's not the individual property that matters that there is this, this, you know, the greater good that there's, there's this, um, the greater good, you know, in the early 20th century it was that there's, there's this collectivist kind of thing where it's, um, it's for the benefit of, of everybody, of all these people. But now it's gone beyond that. It's not just about, we need to do things that benefit other people equally or whatever. Now it's, we need to do things that benefit other people and also, Everything else on Earth that isn't people, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, the the way that we would like approach this as, as you know, whatever market anarchists and caps, whatever, is to say, okay, well, then then allow allow ownership of all this stuff, you know, so that you can actually have prices on stuff, and then and then you've got these these price mechanisms that 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 do this for you, you know, interest rates, alone, and and futures markets, and all this stuff allow you to put prices on this stuff so you actually know what the value of this stuff is i mean this is the whole problem it, it, it's a it's a it, the socialist calculation problem yeah. writ large you know like like yep. because you've got all this stuff that's just just unowned and it's un, just somebody know, shooting from the hip and saying non-valued. like
3: valued i think this is going to be good and then you go through all this infrastructure build out and people are like yeah actually it's kind of shit and then yeah. <laughs> and you're like <laughs> yeah. well okay i,
0: I mean it, that could have been taken care of with the market you know? Yeah. Well and I would and I would go I wouldn't I don't think we even need to go that far to say that it all has to be kind of priced out and, and, and everything. I mean we've talked about on some other episodes um, this concept of public space and it gets into the the idea of you know if the roads were to become privatized, you know, who would own the roads and how would you manage that and everything. And so we've talked about ideas of, of various kinds of let's say cooperatives or trusts and different mm-hmm. kinds of, of non governmental organizations that can have some kind of broad based um, public type of inclusion, um, and can manage, uh, manage certain pieces of property, manage resource, even, even, I mean, obviously in, there's plenty of developments that have homeowners associations and Mm -hmm. things like that, which I'm not all that, that keen on. And that, that's been kind of a theme of a lot of libertarian stuff is that, oh, well, we can get together in this one place and have a homeowners association and that's how we're going to manage ourselves. But as I mentioned in one of earlier episodes, that that's, I don't see that as, as the way that that libertopia is going to be managed. <laughs> um, yeah, but probably. there are, yeah. there, you know, we can think about ways uh, for people to organize and to to come to certain agreements and consensus about the way that that certain things um, will be managed, that certain rights will be established um, without necessarily saying we just have to you know, divvy everything up to people um, as individual property, let's say. Yeah. So in other words, we can, we can have kind of a softer landing for the libertarian ideal than just sell it all off, you know, and to the highest bidder. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah.
2: In agreement.
0: Yeah.
2: Boom. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy court and architecture podcast all in one. How look at do you that. fucking like look that? We, look at what we all just accomplished. We are, it, car. we are so versatile. It is <laughs> <It's> wild. <laughs> the people wild. need to thank us. <laughs> a multi-sport. A, multi sport app the time is un- unstructured. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good way to end this one. Ooh, that's a great name for this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's <laughs> awesome. Unstructured episode. I like it. So, wow. what do you
3: guys what do you guys have coming up? Uh uh obviously I know that you spoke at and appeared at uh well, you spoke not at
0: Pork Fest, I can't remember what uh, which one it was, but well, I know I you guys have spoken or- at pork fest, but yeah, most recently our last episode was, um, called the, the free coast festival, which is a, a kind of a local event, um, in the seacoast area of New Hampshire. Um, okay. We are, um, I don't know. We, 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 um, want to try to, um, I guess, pick yeah. up the pace with some of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We'll what is it probably- since October? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we'll probably release this episode and the 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 beautiful thing is that this will actually be a, episode 21 for us. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. perfect. Right. I dig it. Yeah. So so we'll we'll put this out as one of our episodes as well. Nice. Um Nice. But then after yeah, like, so, so Tim's been on a, a contract for the last 6 months, so it's been tough for us to really to schedule stuff. Yeah. Um I yeah, think that's me. done I'm now. I so. moved to freaking Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh so yeah we've got a we've got a few sort of irons on the stove but we uh we we gotta we gotta get back into it really we 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 haven't done any like literally the only the only podcast we've done recently have been like you know tim's gone and given a speech somewhere and then we've we've done like a one session just to kind of do a a breakdown of the speech and then put that out so it's like if tim's not giving speeches like we're not doing podcasts Well, well you guys got on tom
3: woods how do you got how do you get on tom woods how do we get on tom woods so, uh, was, was, we don't. We
2: so, don't. I don't know why you're asking. <laughs> hold that. on, I, I
0: I heard you guys. I heard Tom do a promo for you guys. Well, we I mean, yeah, because yeah. we, we bought is,
2: his stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's kind of what we did. But yeah, but yeah. as I recall, he kind of like, well, if you're into that sort of thing, yeah. But well, yeah, yeah. We, we had we had set up our website through his link, and Joe, I know you, you kind of got the love and running. Then you, you yeah to yeah, because well, right what happened was was that we we did the original thing where you know, you emailed him and stuff, and he actually like 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 spaced it on us like he didn't he didn't do the, our promo. So then like I think it was like a year later, <laughs> we had we had released a bunch of episodes, and then I wrote back to him said, hey Tom, by the way, you never did our promo. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I'm so sorry. Da, da, da. And so so kind of going on from that um from that conversation because <laughs> oh hey by the way you know we, we would uh, be interested in doing an episode so we, with you we guilted I mean, him into having what's on the podcast <laughs> all right guilt <laughs> yeah, bird, right. you hear that guilt <laughs> yeah. guilt is the way yeah i mean the guy does you know he, he does he's done what it's 1500 episodes or something like yeah. that like he's hungry for content That's true you know so if if you can pitch him a, a, a decent idea i think mm-hmm. he'll uh yeah. well that's the thing. we are that hard, but yeah, we, we <laughs> <laughs> we're kind <laughs> of a kind of trying to fill a niche here with um talking about the built environment, the kind of things we've been talking about today. And so we're, we're trying to kind of carve out that space. So um, I don't know, I guess we could come to him as with some kind of topical stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I was listening to y'all.
2: Call him a nerd. He went on. What's up? Call Tom. You need
0: to call Tom a nerd. Actually we've, we've, (laughs) yeah, we, I think we probably still have his Skype uh, details. (laughs) <laughs> we <We'll laughs> just, we'll just you can just call him up randomly. But, hey Tom, call him. Call him? A. Oh, it A. wasn't on my
2: calendar. Call him up. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. Call no, him. Stop recording. <laughs> Listen to me, and I'm serious here. Listen to me. Call him up. Tell him about Dark Tom Woods. <laughs> <laughs> get him, get him thinking that he might yeah. have the, a, a shadow doppelganger <laughs> who knows how to hack our fucking program. <laughs> we'll craft it. We'll craft it. We'll get on there. Yeah, yeah. we'll get on yeah, there. Uh, I can guarantee you, it'll be the first episode uh, that he has where he'll be speechless. <laughs>
3: It's just a platform for us to spew our typical bullshit, and he just wraps it up. It
2: would be nothing, yeah, right. It would be nothing else. It would be fifteen minutes. He would go, "All right, that was great." We'll go. Wait, we're not done. He hangs up. Uh, that's what's next. Hashtag fags for Woods. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be delighted to see that in his mentions. Yeah, that's good. Uh, tag him in everything. Everything. <laughs> Don't, Every I, know, I swear to God. No one has to tag uh, to Tom Woods if you've
3: got the space for it. It doesn't matter what the tweet's about. It, it doesn't just matter. No.
2: You know what? And I'm, I'm both serious here. It would be really funny if, if, if our viewers did that. It would also be really awful if our viewers yes. did that. So, yeah, guys, we'll go and do whatever the hell you want. Um. <laughs>
0: I give I give, I give you three tweets before everyone gets blocked
2: blocked <laughs> absolutely blocked right that's a- yeah. including us although yeah. uh yeah you know fucking car you got blocked by Stefan still nothing still nothing yeah. on my end yeah it's weird weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird really odd all right guys I didn't even get blocked over anything in particular I just no. Re- he just, just doesn't like he you tweeted him. he doesn't what? like you and I'm gonna I'm about to block you too. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? <laughs> Let, let's let's finish up. Plug it, yeah. get us some plugs. Yeah, so we're uh
0: anarchitecturepodcast.com is a, is the website. Uh, we're on Twitter at anarchitecturep. Um, the P just cause there's some other an architecture out there that already had that one. So the P is for podcast. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> architecture. Uh, my wi- yeah, we're on, um, my mind was going wild. <laughs> 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 Wondering what the P could have meant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, we're on uh, all, all the pod catches. If you search an architecture, we should, yep. we should pop up. Um, I don't know anything else. Uh, Instagram, we, we do. We're on. Insta- I think Instagram's
2: also an architecture p, but we don't do a lot on there. Are you, uh, most are of the you, stuff we are you gentlemen going down to Childerberg, and or yeah, you guys coming down to Childerberg? Are yeah, you Jim? guys you going to, to Childerberg?
0: Oof, I don't know. I gotta. When is it? Uh, first weekend in June. June. Oof, I I don't know. We're doing some. I'm doing some traveling this summer. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll be down there. That's, <laughs> that's good You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put, bring... them, put that on the agenda, <laughs> yeah. guys. Say yeah, it for the get... fan.
2: Just say it for the fans that you'll be there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Help us hype right. this thing up. Right. Right. So it's not just me and Jake. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be you and Jake. Oh, uh, how about I how about I phone in? I'll do like one of those video uh, speeches. I was okay. yeah, oh. sounds good. We'll set but up an iPad, dude.
3: Yes, we
0: have to that, do that. That's what I do to every single Liberty thing that Tim goes to. Like last time, like I I, I you know, I call him up on on Skype or whatever, and he's walking around the conference introducing me to people. Like the,
2: <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Oh, then, the yeah, the best one was so we're just at Liberty Forum. Um, actually i got to meet your friend pete um
2: oh shout right out, out to pete raymond
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk and everything, yeah and um, um <laughs> so joe calls at one point and we're just standing in you know getting drinks as a little cocktail hour thing or whatever and i'm talking to joe Guy comes over next to me, grabs the phone, it's Vermin Supreme. Oh my God. <laughs> With the boot on his head starts talking to Joey's like, hey, what is this? Like <laughs> he's in Australia. He's like, Australia? They got ponies over there?
3: <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, you were at the Liberty Fort. Was that down was that the one down at Lake Jackson? N- no, New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Oh, okay. I uh, remember when yeah, Pete,
0: Pete, Pete Raymond spoke there, and they had some. They had a, yeah. good when you said thing. Pete
3: at first, my mind was like racing. I was like, "Who the fuck is Pete?" I just still have not <laughs> made the yeah. switch in my mind. Well, I, called them, I
0: called him. I called him Mance, so I don't know if that was a no. A bar I or not,
2: I but... still I he, I'm not changing my contact info to Pete from Mance, and <laughs> so his name will never change to me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything That's else? Right. What other plugs you got?
0: Yeah, so so we've also got our uh, our our band. Uh, which Ooh. we've been playing together since we were like fourteen. Nice, um, and uh, we're, we're setting up a webpage for it now. Which we'll try to have that online by the time you release this episode. Which is uh diametricband dot com. Cool. All right, and cool. uh, I I don't know quite what that's going to look like yet because they haven't actually done it. But uh, hopefully we will have it done within a week.
3: Fuck yeah. Nice. Are you using Are you using Tom Wood's link? And can you toss us the shout out?
0: We're actually just using the same the same hosting that we've got for the because we can get like five domains on the same like on the same hosting so it's like no extra money so yeah yeah very
2: cool
0: cool. um, awesome so you know we're we're just doing all this other stuff till the band takes
2: off fuck yeah yeah. (laughs) fuck yeah Uh, Uh, all right guys that was freaking amazing we just yeah that was awesome I love when when we we put out content that is both funny and educational and And creepy in this case. I and that's something that we're big on fun. here at the FADCAST is education. Education first is what we say. Education yeah. first. Well, I, yeah. Toad first. Toad are... forever, frankly. Yeah. But whatever. As long as you stick
0: into the Rockefeller education protocols. Of yes. Of course.
2: Stay. Yes. Stay our, within Prussian, tight bounds. our Prussian design. Yep.
3: Stay within our design of education and we're
2: good. So I guess
3: uh, with that, until <sighs> next week, two hands on the wheel. <laughs> ooh. ooh.
0: Thanks for listening to Anarchitecture Podcast, the built environment of a stateless society. Visit anarchitecturepodcast.com to follow our blog and social media and find out how you can support us through Patreon or with cryptocurrency.
2: That sounds interesting. Having to deal with architects, I feel like those guys are a bunch of dicks. they a pain in the ass. Or can't confirm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like dealing with just showing the call. What
0: are you talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, no, you know, no, nothing. Just cryptids and friggin' architects. <laughs>